0: got a question for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: over under on how many minutes you guys watched of the World Cup from the first match to the last one yesterday how many minutes like I'm gonna set the number for all of us at like 50 mm-hmm. e- individually you each get 50 minutes five zero of okay. soccer watched okay Did you go over, Danny, or did you go under?
2: I caught the France third goal and the penalty kicks.
0: Oh, Oh. okay. Was that that third goal in overtime, too?
2: Double overtime. Double overtime,
0: (laughs) right, right. So whatever. So you got, and that's it. That's it. You didn't watch the U.S. play against uh, Netherlands? Did they play the They Nets? did. That's who they got knocked out against. No. You didn't see that. You didn't see that? Okay. So you are less than me by like six minutes. <laughs> so you, you you jumped in a – I did oh, so not – But I watched about – My point is I watched about four minutes of the Netherlands game, but they were losing two to nothing.
2: I watched more of the Vikings game at Pagel on my phone than I did of World the World Cup. Cup. Okay. So I saw a little bit of
0: Netherlands, like four or five minutes of that. Okay. And then my wife called and said, you got to turn this on. And so I turned it on, and it was like right in the middle of penalty kicks. So I probably watched six or seven minutes <laughs> of the World Cup, and you were at maybe...
2: 15, 15, so you're under 50. Yeah.
0: All right, Carl, uh, let's see what a soccer mind you are. Did you go over 50 minutes or under 50 minutes?
3: I probably watched at least 10 full games. Oh!
0: (laughs) 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 Viva la France or whatever. Viva la Mexico? I
3: was was on the Argentina bandwagon weeks ago, just saying.
1: Okay, so uh, we do
0: have at least one guy who participated. So what did you you think of it?
3: That was like, for a sporting event that I I don't have a vested interest in, that was top three most entertaining sporting event I've ever seen.
0: The one yesterday?
3: Yes, yeah. That game was ridiculous.
0: I was listening to a college football show, and they were talking about it. That's kind of where I came up with the idea. And they said it was like watching uh, Jordan and LeBron go head-to-head you know, in their prime, against one another. right. That's a, exactly NBA what it was. Final seven. That's what it in,
3: was. In, in the final, in yeah,
0: yeah, in their prime. In a final in
3: a, in a final that only happens every four years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I and, guess I missed something. I guess we missed something, <laughs> Danny. Yeah,
3: it was pretty great. Well, you know, it was funny because no, I I watched a good amount of soccer. You no, know, maybe like in college years out. You know, and a bunch of friends who liked it then. So but I kind of fallen off for the past decade, but then just started watching a little more this year. Is like, oh. Now I see why everyone else is so obsessed with it cuz it was it was that good.
2: It is. I've never run in a yeah. friend group it, only when I caddied uh, but that was that
0: that liked soccer, you mean?
2: Yeah, only uh, very rarely, but like I had to get into baseball because of caddying cuz there was a lot of baseball guys. No, because a lot of old men talk about the twins. Oh, right, right. And so instead (laughs) of ignoring three, four holes of conversation, I needed to participate in that conversation. God, yeah, Yeah. Good for you. And that's the
3: only reason to watch the twins.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. To increase your tip on your loop. Yeah. 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 It was good money. (laughs) Well, I learned something here. See if our guests can learn something more as the show progresses.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boys High School Rink of Fire podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe, three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota. And Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. is a burning thing,
3: and it makes a fiery ring,
2: bound by wild desire, I fell into a ring of fire.
0: Well, good evening, gentlemen. We're a day late and a few dollars short. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing today, Danny?
2: Doing okay. Uh, not that bad. A little bad. it's gonna be a bad weather week. don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. That that As opposed bad to last week.
0: week. Yeah, well it was a bad week last week, and I think we're gonna get more. Uh Carl, mm-hmm. give us a weather report for Duluth uh the next three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday.
3: I know we're gonna get hit again. I don't know how much. And okay. it's it's another weird thing that non duluthians don't realize about Duluth is that the amount of snow you get down by the lake, maybe a foot different from what you're at the top of the hill. So really? uh, that you see is not consistent across the city. Like my mom lives right down by the lake. She, I had to shovel out probably eight, nine more inches. I'm maybe halfway up the hill on Thursday morning. She had zero.
0: Really? Wow. I didn't know that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This is what happened. And, and the top of the hill, got two feet.
0: Interesting. I am yeah, headed.
3: So there's to, your fun fact.
0: I am headed. <laughs> the reason I'm so <laughs> concerned about your weather and is I am headed to Duluth on Wednesday for some pre-Friday night ice preparation and interviews which has just been driving me Uh-oh. crazy trying to get interviews done with the boys from Duluth east just because of their schedule our schedule weather mm-hmm. reschedules all the well, other things that go into play so
3: the good news is east is near the lake yeah so there will be less there will be less snow
2: it's not really I think the... I'm
0: interviewing them at the heritage center though so
3: that's all also- pretty far down yeah. so as long as you stay along the 35 corridor once you get over the hill and down in you're probably in better shape
0: okay good
2: so yeah. the last 15 minutes of your drive will be nice yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 pretty much and the
3: worst part is going to be that part you know like from Cloquet to loose
2: yeah that's always the worst always mm-hmm. every time i'm not worried about this i'm not worried about myself
0: i'm worried about the <laughs> others yeah.
2: yeah when you hit them no, the
0: <laughs> other's hitting me. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I'm glad everyone is doing well. Let's uh, knock out some news here.
3: All right. Yeah, a couple of good headlines for this week. Um, start with some some tough news out of Cretan Durham Hall, where Cormac Scanlon, player for Cretan, uh, suffered a stroke He really, has since been diagnosed with something called Moya-Moya disease, a rare, unique condition. And so I uh, saw some tweets of solidarity from the Cretan team this week and certainly we wish Corbett
0: the best yeah that's, that's tough yeah that's, that's a tough news and we'll see he had a really good surgery on the 15th and i haven't heard anything since his surgery but it's a i did a little research on it it's it's not an easy thing you know it's just blood vessels it's brain oh. and, you know it's a lot it has to do with his brain so this is not gonna yeah, be something that, that's going to – he's not going to pop on the ice next week i don't think
2: i he probably will be out <laughs> for a while it's
0: hard to say Hard to say. He's a sophomore, so he's got a he's yeah. got a future. Yeah. So what else has he got? All right.
3: Uh, we've got a long list of commits this week. Uh, a couple of these are tipping back into a previous week, but I figured we should get these all in here. We've um, got seven players who committed to colleges recently. Um, all but one are former high school players, but all names we've said on the show at some point right. in the past. So the one current player, uh, Tommy Cronin, St. Thomas Academy, committed to Colgate.
2: That's old news. That's old news. That's like
0: 10 months old. What did he like sign his letter of intent or something?
3: Must have been made reofficial because, yeah.
0: Okay. All okay. Right. Let's yeah. see if there's any other one. Yeah. There, there was- Finn Brink <laughs> to Wisconsin. <laughs> <Yeah>. yes! <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All
3: right. Uh, we'll stick with St. Thomas, Tyler Graham, go yep. to Dartmouth.
2: Yep. Yes. That's new. Mm-hmm. That's new. Mm-hmm. You're one for two. Okay. All right, well, we'll see how well
3: I can do here. Uh, Jacob Jeanette, formerly of Duluth East, long yes. ago, commit, committed to Union.
0: Union. Yeah. Yes, yes, I did see that. It's a little mm-hmm. bit old. That's about... Speaking of barely mentioning on this show, Jacob Jeanette. <laughs> because he, he left after yep. sophomore year. And yeah, he barely yeah, yeah. I mean, right. he played, yep. but he didn't really have an impact as a sophomore, is what I am mean. Yeah. No.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, another name from a somewhat distant past, Carter Clafton at Grand Rapids, going to Air Force.
2: I like that one. Keeps that. That's. Mm-hmm. Three in a row, like three straight goaltenders in a row that they had that went D1. Yep. Yep.
0: yep.
3: Um, and they've got a chance got, of another one. They got one,
2: <laughs> and then their Bantam goalie was the MVP yep.
0: of the Bantam Elite League.
2: So the, so the string is very much alive. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't think that's probably ever happened in the modern era of, yeah. uh, you know, it's probably happened that, that's a good that's a good thing to look up there. Yeah, how many yep. straight D1 I don't think goaltenders I do happened. Start looking. <laughs> 3 is <laughs> absurd. 3 is really good. I think and were, I think
0: 3 is doable. 4 5 would be never break, never touch that.
2: Yeah. Could yeah. Never be touched.
0: Well, what about Brimsic and and uh, Akula, were, were they back to back? They had to be pretty darn close.
2: No, yeah. Rim's like
0: super old. No, no, but yeah. He's, yeah, he was. He was pretty high twenties or something. Yeah yeah, Not, or, okay. threes, yeah, yeah, or thirties. All right, sorry, sorry. Continue <laughs> suspended <laughs> high school. Yes, sorry.
3: Uh, let's do another goalie, Carter Wishart, formerly of Chaska, now
2: going to Colgate. Yep. Is there a Minnesota uh, connection at Colgate? Do we know that? I don't know. That's a good question because they picked up. um Owen Newharth, remember, too? Way back, yeah, yeah. a couple years ago.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there may be something there, but uh, we also have Nick Pierre. Yeah, he flipped from
0: – he decommitted from Wisconsin maybe from, a year an, ago. A bit ago, yeah. Yeah, and when, if you ever get to uh, – I wonder if you're going to get to this one who who, who had a diff, flipped his commitment. Let's see if you get to him. Keep going.
3: Uh, I've got Broughton Sable from Rosemount.
0: Broughton Sable. Yep. Yep. He's Air Force. Going to Alaska Fairbanks. Alaska Fairbanks. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. His yeah.
2: brother, brother is Air Force. Yeah. Uh, ends Force, up Transferring
0: but... to St. John's. I think.
2: Yeah. I you're know. right. You're right. Yep.
3: All right. Yeah. So that that's my seven. You have another one.
2: I had
0: another one who flipped his commitment. I could totally drawn a blank. I can see his. I, I know his brother's name. I know What's I his remember. brother's he name? Sartell. Well, he's, he's he just
2: Meyer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind.
0: There's a there's a Sartell kid who was originally committed to Arizona State and now he's committed to uh Clarkson. Committed this week. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I'm totally blanking right. his name. His dad's name is Chris too. I can't think of his name. Uh, well, all right. Chris Chris's son. Yes, Chris's <laughs> son,
3: congratulations. All right. Moving on. Big moving day. On. All right. Moving on. We have other very important things to talk about, like the barge probe.
0: The Barge Rope has an interesting tale to it. So we made a big deal out of the Barge Rope last year. This is a rivalry game between Red Wing and Winona. And so I did look it up. I mean, they are so close to each other. Considering how many teams are between Red Wing and Winona, I would bet there would be zero, right? So they, they are their closest competitor well, Crescent might be close to Winona, but whatever. So like, there's not a lot
3: of to Winona. Yeah, there's not, a, there's, yeah. there's
0: not a lot of teams down in that corridor. So anyway, so I looked it up. I saw there was a tie this this Saturday, and they, I believe didn't I text hmm. you guys? It was like two goals. Was somebody?
2: Yeah, point eight seconds left. No, eight seconds left. Second, Red
0: Wings it? scored. Yeah, it came back, tied up. Whatever. Yeah. But what I looked is so then in, in a tie on any of these trophy yeah. things, the team that retains the cup holds the cup because they yeah. weren't defeated, right? Yeah. So sure. then I looked back to last year and I believe Red Wing or one of them owned it. And then uh, uh, so that whatever couldn't get up. But they do play again in early January. So hmm. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I, if I have to go to this game and there's no rope, we're going to roast. I will burn them forever. I'm gonna. No I'm gonna there just to let you
2: know it's not gonna be a great game when you go. Um, it's Red, January 7th, isn't it? Well, Red Wing is one seven and one. Mm-hmm. Um, their goals against is eight point three three. Okay. <laughs> and Winona <laughs> is zero four and one, but their goals against is just three point six. So I mean, like Red Wing, though. When is the game? When's the uh, game
0: two? I think it's like January 7th too. So I won't make it.
2: Uh, Give me a second. Game two is on January 7th at yep, 2 o'clock yeah. at no, Winona. I won't
0: be there.
3: You'll be in Duluth.
2: I'll be in Duluth. I could go for you, Tony. You, you will never go to that game. That, You're
0: the biggest game snob ever. You would never go to that game. I, I uh, go to that There game. could be a pot of gold in Red Wing and you wouldn't go.
2: You mean like a I mean, jersey
0: in red? Wing? Right,
3: right. Uh-huh. <laughs> there. Yeah, that would be the, the only thing. thing. Okay. that'd be the
2: only thing. That would be enough of a, a Winona or Red Wing jersey. Yeah. Would be we just one.
3: need to we just need to Winona's leave a pile of jerseys down to Winona for Danny.
0: Winona's got good unis. They both and, do. And, and interesting note, this is another. This is a sidebar to this. There is no Winona Cotter, but the coach who was recruited to, from California to coach Cotter, Martan Raymond is the coach at Winona High School. So I'm assuming it's back to a co-op of which what was back before they split the schools.
2: What what happened to Cotter again?
0: So Cotter had its own team. Remember, they had a JV. We talked about it. Had him on, interviewed, whatever. So... And Winona had a team. Yes. And back before they started their own school, they were co opt Yes. They just wanted, we want our own team. Well, sure. the coach, the longtime coach for Winona actually retired. Yes. So then this guy was moved here from California. Like, well, I'll just take the job and we'll go back to a co-op. So I think that's what happened. Uh, I don't know that to be fact, but that's just a guess as to what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right?
3: Anyway. So, well, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was a deep dive down the bar show. It but- was. <laughs> Uh, our final segment of the News and Nuggets will be Tony's Soapbox. And, Tony, get on, up there and tell us about what's going on so, in uh, Northern Lakes.
0: So this happened a couple weeks ago. You can look it up on – you can probably look this one up. When uh, Northern Lakes and Fergus Fall played – I think it was like a Thursday. Keep talking. I'll look. And they played. It was at Breezy Point. And uh, the next day I get a call oh. from an eyewitness account that saw a group of boys – presumably from Pequot Lakes High School um, that were... There's a catwalk that sits behind the benches um, at the at the breezy rink, and uh, the boys uh, from that school, according to eyewitness accounts, um, said, were making um, monkey noises toward a player from Fergus Falls. Um, and the Fergus Falls player was obviously... Rattled a bit and maybe made a gesture or two to them, and which then triggered the coach Donahue, according to multiple eyewitnesses, to threaten to pull his team off the ice for the remainder of the game, saying, oh, "We're not going to play until this is cleaned up." and And this is where the story becomes crystal clear from both sides. I said, "Yeah," and, and we waited for minutes, and pretty soon they clear. You know, the Pequot Lakes Athletic Director. Um, cleared those boys out of the rink, and they resumed play. Uh, Such a story. It's an interesting story, and this is where I brought it up a couple weeks ago. I said, I got some news, but I don't have any documentation. So for the last two weeks, I've sent emails to both schools, not just Pequot Lakes and Northern Lakes, but also to Fergus Falls to confirm if this happened. So I have confirmed report of this, and then I can report back to you guys with what has been dealt with and how it's been done nobody has gotten back to YHH after multiple attempts which really what my really makes me angry because this is a topic speaking of soapbox this is a topic that if we just keep ignoring it and sweeping it under the carpet and doing whatever we do this stuff's going to happen again and again and again and again in our game and i'm if i got to be the only one who speaks up about it i guess i'll be the only one who speaks up about it but this type of behavior from fans has to stop in rinks or our game can't progress. Mm-hmm. Mike dropped. I'm done. Your thoughts, guys?
2: It's it's beyond stupid high school yeah. shit. Does yes. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's yeah. Not, oh, they're just young. I'm like, no, that's just stupid.
0: No. Yeah. No. Yeah. In this day and age, <laughs> it's just it's not going to be tolerated. And what bothered me most is, and I'm going to take some shots at Fergus Falls. They're they're not even. They don't want to acknowledge that this happened. And I know what happened. I know what happened. I'm literally people from Fergus Falls told me people from literally these, these stories are identical. It's not even like, oh, yeah, this version was, you know, this color and this version was that. Oh, no, this the color was exactly the same. These stories were verbatim the exact same. So I know it. I know there was some fact to this, right? If you get it from both sides, right? Yeah. And then both sides are like, "Man, eh, let's not respond back." So I'm not going to write a story about it. I'm not going to tweet about it. I'm like, "Well, I'll just make some commentary in our pod and move on." And yeah. hopefully that these two mm-hmm. schools can come to the forefront and say, "Hey, you know, we made a mistake. We should probably acknowledge that this did happen." And if you want to come to me, everybody knows my number. I've reached out to both sides. They know it. They know my number. And with that. We should talk about some real hockey. Danny wanted to help us out with that?
2: Okay, well, we're going to mix it up this week. We're going to bring games of the past before rankings, so let's get into some games. Duluth, Denfeld, 5, Rockridge, 2, and a 7A.
0: 7A was unhinged this week. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. crap. I mean, and, and Class A guy Eric was going bonkers. I, when we get to the rankings... He There's some fun stuff. I haven't seen He goes seen way heavy. I'll just say that. I got I, I got to see both rankings said so to publish them both today. He goes a little overboard 7A. I'll I haven't split seen it uh, So I, this I, doesn't I, surprise me. Okay. Don't we have a 100th point or 150th point out of a kid out of Duluth Denfeld as well this week? Uh
3: probably Andy Larson. Yeah, the one. He's destroying
0: yeah. it. Absolutely destroying yeah.
3: it. Yeah, yeah it's Yeah, he's been
0: fantastic for a while. Dad's from Duluth. He's saying you have to get on this guy. He is so good. I'm like, you realize you're from the other side of town? Like, yeah, he's so good. You have to come see this kid play. So I'm going to make a note of it to see a Denfeld play.
2: You know that come up. That reminds me of um, what's his name from Duluth, Marshall? That's playing at Clarkson. Um, Grant. um, Oh,
0: oh, um. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, does he remind you? You've seen this kid play? No,
2: but the, the way that you just talked oh,
0: about George Granis. George, George, George Granis. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Who played
0: at Orono his whole yes. his career until yeah. like eighth, tenth grade. Yeah,
3: I remember you being just baffled when he popped up at Marshall Tony. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. What?
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, he threw me for a loop. Speaking of Orono. Orno 3-1 to one over Northfield. Wasn't it 3-2? No, it was 3-1. I didn't want to. Oh, it was 2-1 and then an empty netter maybe? No, it was 3 nothing. I could have
0: swore that was 3-2. Yeah. Right.
2: So, um, really, Orno came in heavy in the first two periods. Um, Northfield finally responded in the third, but it was a little bit too late. Um, uh, Orno is a very, very complete team. They're very good offensively. Bradley, uh, Bradley Walker is... The real deal when it comes oh, yeah. to scoring goals. Um, I wouldn't yeah, be s- and what
3: They might be moving up the Class A rankings.
2: They might be? Question mark? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and so, um, But, no, I was very, very impressed when I saw them play. All right. Um, Lakeville South 4, Lakeville North 2. Kayla, do you have anything on this game? Were you at she this game? She wasn't there.
4: I was not at this game. I watched it all online, though.
2: You did? Why weren't you there?
4: Um, cause I was tired. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dedication right
0: there.
4: I wanted to bake some cookies yeah. and not drive in the snow. Cookies
2: one cookies. cookies. Was that Tuesday? And I brought you some. Yeah, so you I, should I, be happy that I, I you didn't did to I did eat this
0: some wait, of them wait, cookies. You're They're having good. cookies? <laughs> we had cookies last cookies? Wednesday. On the, yeah, uh, that would make sense. 10 minutes of Tony show. We were chomping. Everybody was. Chomping cookies. Okay, so that was the outcome of that game. I
1: baked some good cookies. They were good.
0: They were good.
2: (laughs) I guess this is probably a little bit closer score than comfort for Lakeville South being a two-goal game, but it's not. It's a rivalry game. I know by the the
0: rankings. uh, I think Carl, as much as I have hammered him uh, about his rankings, I think he's got this Lakeville South slide just about right where he's going to have them ranked.
2: Okay. Um. Moving on, Orno. But that said, I don't think
0: this is a real hard section to pick.
2: No, I don't think so nope. either. I'm I'm just looking at this game as possible. You know, this yeah. is a possible section final, as it always is.
0: Kind of like we have a little hope for Mayo this year to maybe hope. beat Hastings or beat, you know what I mean, beat North yeah. and get a, a section game down. We're not in going Rochester.
2: heavy on Mayo. This is regular Mayo. <laughs>
0: Not on both sides of the bread, just, just on one, one side. One side. No, one, side. one side. Light coating. Light
2: coating of mayo. Light coating. All right, um, and then some Orno scores that got kind of confusing. Orno three, Minneapolis two. Confusing. Confusing.
3: Minneapolis has had a few decent showings, but yeah,
2: agree. <laughs> two two a just like last year is giving us some weird, funky scores. I'm going to use a Danny term. It's a grab bag. It is just a
0: where you reach in like, 3-2. Oh cool. who knows? Oh, <laughs> 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 Providence. I mean, there oh, that's another one by the oh, way. Oh, I, I gotta Hopefully find that. Hopefully you got that Providence strong score. I, I didn't note it. You put it in there, please. Because I, yeah, I have yeah, some yes. commentary on that. Yeah, yeah, it was quite large. I, I know the
2: score. I know it's, the score. All right. Um, okay. Andover three Champlain Park two overtime
3: they had to come back to do it too
2: uh this is uh, andover's still finding themselves it
0: still shows you what a big huge continuum we have when andover and oh, is that a skate to a three three tie and champlain is in an overtime you know when when mm-hmm. when the state champion is is in overtime with the number one rated team and they're in overtime with a are they is champlain in your top one through 125 top 25
3: they are in the top twenty five. Okay. If they're not Barely. in the top twenty.
0: Yeah. Barely. Okay. Fair. It yeah. Yeah. shows mm-hmm. you the gap in yeah. in the state right now. Yeah. There's a huge mm-hmm. gap. There is no no one's on really firm ground.
2: No. <laughs> it's a sandy state. Sandy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I'll give you that Armstrong Cooper score now. Thank you. Um Armstrong Cooper nine, Providence Academy two. And I want to say it was eight to zero at one point. Yeah, Yikes. it was bad. Okay, do
0: you also see in the box score some flagrant penalty calls?
2: Well, let's go and look, Tony. Let's see what you
0: see, because um, I know what I saw.
2: I I know what I saw. Okay, there was a roughing, roughing, tripping, uh, cross check. Only three roughings. Yeah. Keep so, going. Uh, Keep going. Uh, boarding major, hooking. Mm. Cross check slash interference trip rough <laughs> were um, any of them hook, at the exact same time? Ice sticking were mm. any of them
0: like uh, numbered at the exact same time? No, because someone showed me a video on Tuesday night when I was over at the Holy Family Beniled girls game. Sure, showed me a video of a literally an unhinged melee melee on the ice, punching sticks, flying. And I said, "Oh, that's awful." He goes, "Oh, it's not over yet. Here, keep watching." I mean, it was one of those <laughs> But wait, there's, <laughs> there's more. More. The old oh, no. TikTok. Wait till the end. You yeah. know? <laughs> I'm like, that was bad. That was
2: really bad. I, I'm gonna assume that it has to be around the boarding major. Maybe I have no It'd idea. It was because- right. The,
0: the the scrape was in front of the net. And the net was moved and. Everything was going on. There were a lot of moving parts. But keep way. scrolling. Things that happened your- in nine to two games. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But this one was very surprising to me. And then like Armstrong Cooper Twitter was just like, oh, we're buzzing. I was like, no, you're not buzzing. This is like a cat five hurricane making it in New Orleans buzzing. OK, like, yeah, they're good. They're
0: good. I, I, mm-hmm. I hope hopefully I just wish that. They played more of a double A schedule now that they're yeah. a double A team, I know. you know. I know. They're going to need those tough games in order to make some motion in 6, six double A.
2: Shots in this game were 23 to 16, too. So, they scored 8 goals on 13 shots in the first period. Oh, and I don't <laughs> care how many goaltenders that you throw out there. That's they pulled their goaltender after f- under 5 minutes. Yep. So uh, yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, where was I? Cretan six, Benilde three. Good score for Cretan.
0: Holy word. yeah.
2: Yep, found Jesus in that game. All right. Um, East six, White Bear Lake four. I was at this one. Um, both teams kind of got unhinged for a little bit. Did they? <laughs> yeah. And were East used to going to the box. White Bear, both teams can't, and Eastview took advantage of it.
0: Carl, can you officially cross White Bear out of your
2: love covenant?
3: Yeah, they're gone.
2: Okay. <laughs> love covenant. Gun. Gone.
3: Gone. Yep. Get out right. of here. Done. All All right. Done.
2: Um, but Eastview, I think, is coming into uh, a love covenant. I yeah. think they're playing good hockey right now, or better. They made the top 15 they, yep. they started.
0: They deserve it. Yeah. They deserve
2: mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, Chan three, Shakopee two, overtime, Tony. I was there. Yes, you were.
0: Um, if you read the tweets, not that I expect you guys to read my tweets, but I'm gonna go back. It, it was a full-on demolition. I mean, Chan was by far the better hockey team in the first period, right? Sure. <laughs> uh it was maybe one-nothing after one, yeah. something like that. And then two one after two. But it was like, but it was one of those two one after twos, and I remember tweeting, I said. If Shaqabee could just hang around for the first four to six minutes of the third period, they're going to win or tie. It's going to be good. You know, so ne- obviously next goal is big in a 2-1 game, but it was like all Shaqabee needed was just a little momentum, but they just couldn't score, and then they finally pulled the goalie, and freshman Nate Pedersen scored with like, I don't know, 13, 30, whatever, mm-hmm. 100 sure. to go with the goalie pulled in place, just <sighs> erupted. And then um, Jansen scored. It was <laughs> it, it, it was a classic where Shockby had, had had numbers in yep. uh, their zone, and Cam Hendrickson made a huge save. I mean, right off the tip of his skate save. Oh, wow. And then 15 seconds later, it's in the Momentum Shakopee just. Net. Yeah. F- it, you know, it was one of those overtimes. Where it was like, yeah. we get a turn, you get a turn. We yep. get a turn. It was like fast break basketball really what sure. someone was going to score in the first two minutes of that and chan converted on their chance and won the game jack christ had two goals in the game and he's probably the best kid on the ice that day well, i was expecting cooper simpson to be the best kid on the ice but i think i thought jack christ was the best kid out there it's a hot take yeah
2: um okay eden prairie 2 grand rapids zero i i learned in this game that grand rapids is maybe going to score a goal <laughs> for the maybe rest of the maybe game. that's yeah
0: did they
3: that's, score that's been their mo
2: they scored in the next game that we'll talk about but okay. yeah. um they just they're going to really struggle to put the puck in the net mm-hmm. um centennial 6 rozo 5 overtime mm-hmm. it's a bad centennial score i don't think rozo's as good as they have been in years past right um, right.
0: I saw that game winner in overtime. I think it was a Peyton Blair, too, wasn't it?
2: Could have been. I uh, I don't have it in front of me. Um, Little Falls, to Rockridge, to Overtime. This is the one that, like,
0: Eric got depressed. (laughs) I mean, this, like, it sent him into a, (laughs) like, this score, like, literally. I'm sure he didn't recover for hours after this one. I I know the feeling. He just plummeted Little Falls. He, like, just smacked him for this. I don't. I don't think I don't that's think necessary. That, I don't think it's that bad of a result for No Falls. Not for
2: Class A, no. So, no. I,
0: uh, it is uh, what it is. Good score, though. I like
2: that one. Gentry 3, Thief River Falls 2, overtime. I thought this is a good score for Thief. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Just, it's a good um, against a double A opponent. Um, Orono <laughs> 3, Waconia 2, overtime. In another. Well, the, sh- the shots were like 59 to 13
0: or something like that. It was like unbelievable effort out of the Waconia goaltender. Yeah. And you know what? Give yeah. me another score you want to Look up that kid's name because he deserves his name to be called on our show. We'll get three more Waconia listeners as a result of it.
2: Well, Waconia is actually building a pretty good uh, team. Talk about it. Talk about a great place.
0: To build a hockey program. They got a good barn, they got a good growing population. You could build yeah. a really good hockey program. If you can build a hockey program I... in Wasika, Minnesota, don't you think you'd build one in Waconia? You would think it's coming. Don't you it's think it's coming?
3: Yep, it'll come.
0: I think it will too. I think it's just it's just a matter of time.
2: So Matt Johnson started that game for Waconia, though they are splitting goaltenders.
0: Did he play? Did he get credit for all sixty or fifty one minutes? Uh, yes. How many saves?
2: Uh forty six. Forty six saves. Yeah. Still forty six to uh, so forty nine to thirteen shots.
0: Shout out to you, mm-hmm. Matt Johnson. Shout out to you.
2: Yeah, and um Orno's goaltender. Is he back? He's not. He's he'll probably be back. Oh, you got a little he, scoop on that? Yeah, he'll probably be back later in the year.
0: Okay. Well, I'll know for sure on Wednesday. How's that?
2: Yeah, he's, had, exactly some, he's I, had some he's had some upper body, lower body. Really? Yeah. All over the place. All right. So, All right. Yeah. Um, East Graham Forks, three, Alexandria, two. That one kind of slid under the radar this week. Yeah. Uh, That's about right. I think it's about yeah, it's, right. It's, it's close. Spot. And then did
0: they get snowed out with, with World?
2: Yes. And yeah. they will do a home and home uh, Are back you to back. serious Yeah
0: like on back to back nights?
2: Yeah, they're So they're
0: going to drive down, play,
2: and drive they're all
0: going to get back in their car and drive back? Yeah, want a carpool? They should just play two in a <laughs> yeah, row they in the same We're town. something out there. Yeah. Which like town? split the hotel fee.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like a Alec. waste of gas. <laughs> Crookston. I don't That's know. Crookston. Um uh, this score was surprising to me at least why a 3 and over 3 overtime. Just based on the Andover previous score of the week. Um, and then, why is that? Is Patter Leary apparently got kicked out for arguing balls and strikes pretty early really? in the game? Yeah. Huh. It is what? Balls Twitter... and
0: strikes. What is the hockey equivalent to balls and strikes? Offsides? Penalties.
2: Penalties. A penalty that was called.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. I'm looking hmm. for a better analogy. Okay. Yeah, that's not a good analogy. It's well, analogy.
2: if you argue a penalty. You can argue penalties.
0: But people argue penalties all day long. Uh, you don't argue balls and okay, strikes. Okay, I'll a give you that. Baseball bench, you just don't.
2: Okay. Yeah, so I, I'll think of a better analogy.
0: Okay. All right. Either way. Work, work on that, anyway. Either way. Yeah, work
2: on that. <laughs> Take it back. Okay, you guys go tell me about this score. Let me all workshop right. some analogies. Oh, you though. mean
0: the Andover? Why is that again? Yeah. Um, I think a YZ Bobo like Carl would be disappointed in this score.
3: A little bit, but you know YZ is gonna take some lumps for year. they always do. And right. uh, I this we'll is we'll get to the rankings. This is but, the team yeah. that was
0: seven and nineteen and went to state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was awesome, by the way. <laughs> that was awesome.
2: Um I, I'm still a little I'm disappointed by this, just based on what I've seen out of both teams. Yep. Yep. Uh, two a grab bag again. We go to Delano Hutchinson. Delano had to win that game. Three to one, though. Three to one. Oh, only one. Okay. All it, right. it, it, it's a grab bag. It's a total grab bag. You don't know what you're gonna get. Um, just a three. Uh, right, Sartell. Oh, or no. Oh, no. Oh, Saint no. Michael three overtime. Sartell oh. is well, making a case well, quietly, well,
3: quietly, a. quietly looking quite good.
2: Yeah, they're making a case for the number two seed. Oh, yeah, Oof. yeah. Okay. Um, Cretans nine, Park of Cottage Grove five. That's a football. It's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Is it okay? Uh, this is the second
0: week in a row Park Cottage Girl has made the show.
2: I agree, yeah. and that
0: game was close for a while too. They, they were down. I was following it on Twitter. Like, was down.
2: Good. They were down by two or three. They
0: got. Uh, they got. I think the kid's name is Gavin Moss. I'm pretty sure it's Gavin. And obviously, I know um, Jackson Rude um, and Owen Corkish. These kids are like ninth and tenth graders, and they're lights out. I mean, they're legit. Elite players, these are the kind of kids who played Bama Elite League. These are kids that play on the super elite stuff, circuit. Um, don't be surprised if they can make some moves here, but I just don't know if they have the depth that yeah. could make a 3 double A.
2: They could make a semifinal. Could they make a 3AA semifinal? I think they could, and we'll get to they another. Could.
0: They could.
3: Section's open enough for the taking. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and I'm not saying a section final, but could they be the four seed in this section? I think, yeah. yeah. I think it's very, very doable. I think it's very doable as well. You know, yeah. you have the big three, you know, Eastview, St. Thomas, Creighton. But the four seed in this thing is... Is
2: Rosemount and them. Yeah. And Maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Yeah, I, know, but- I know the coaching staff at Park. They're great guys. This is They're doing it the right way. I mean, this is the right way they're doing it. So. My
2: mom taught in the district for many years. South Washington County. Yeah. Altman Middle School. All right. Um, let's... Move on. Minnetonka 5, Rogers 0. This well, game was very high-paced. I thought it was tight in the first period, and then Tonka just slammed on the goal scoring.
0: What happened? Was it goaltending? Was it defense? It, I mean,
2: how is Rodgers giving up that many goals? Just the second line for Tonka took over this game. Okay. And, and yep. the second line just hammering them. And, you know, Sam Ranallo had a good game, didn't put the puck in the net. Chase Cheslock, our future guest, had a great game. But, you know, still need to put the puck in the net. And that's the difference is Tonka has a lot of goal scorers on every Just didn't finish. So I
0: get a text from, we'll just call him, what you call him, average high school hockey fan? You know, average high school, I mean, like, doesn't know anything. You know, kind of guy, just, sure. just a hockey guy, right? Sure. Hockey fan. Yes. Yeah. He texts me, goes, Yeah, and his nephew plays for Tonka. So he texts me and goes, Hey, I watched the Tonka Rogers game. Rogers is overrated. <laughs> and I wrote him back. I'm like, well, they did beat, you know, but no, they did beat
2: hey, Andover.
0: And over. They are a legit top five team. Yeah. Um, they just and, and Tonka did lose to Chan Hassan and, and did barely beat Rosemont. So you just saw a good version. This is what I told him. You saw a good version of Minotaka and a bad version of Rogers. Call you next Tuesday. Call me next Tuesday. You know, because it just changes. There's no consistency. This right? wasn't
2: the best Tanaka. I don't think either. But it was a good Tanaka. It was a very good Tanaka.
0: So, and no ripping on Chanason. Just no. I just think but, but
3: you're ripping on Chan I would.
0: I would. I love ripping on Chanason. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I I wonder if
0: Coach Bloomfield will pick up on the fact that we don't like Chan Hassan.
2: At least two of us don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you should have brought on the person who actually does. <laughs> no, he he was good about it. He was really good about it.
2: Um Saint Thomas Academy four Holy Family three overtime. That's a question, yeah. Mark. No, I think Holy Family's good. I uh, but, oh, Holy Family is Holy like Dina. seven Dina. in page stat. Okay. Okay. Here's what are now. they
3: seven in page stat, I think.
2: Yeah. Here's why I say that, is before this week, we had St. Thomas' is number four. Yep. And yep. I don't think Holy Family was top 15. No. So that's coming into the week, okay? That's all I'm saying. Okay. Coming into the week, this was not supposed to be a close game. We wouldn't have chosen this as a pick em.
0: Yeah, but, but none, of an- us, none of us would have picked Holy Family. Okay. I agree. Which tells you the divide. Yeah. But still, I'm not worried about I wouldn't worry about this. I mean, Carl and Coach Rand have been trying to give
2: game, Just trying to lose. Hand games yep. away. Trying to lose. Handing them away. But they can't.
3: Randolph in December. Yep. Right. Nope. All right.
2: Um, Hill Murray, five. Hastings, three. I thought that was closer than it should yeah, have Yeah, that been. was a little eh. it, But... Not really. Hilmarie's still young a little bit. And, and their scores only get better as the season progress normally. Yep. Um, Prior Lake, five, Rosemount, three. That's
0: a good win for Prior Lake.
2: It's a very good win for Prior Lake, I thought. Yep. Um, Elk River, five, Grand Rapids, three.
0: Like <laughs>
2: Here we go. There,
3: there are more goals in this game than Grand Rapids, like, previous seven games combined.
2: So let's throw out some fun facts in this one. Elk Rivers' first win in the Edina Holiday Classic since 2018, first win over Grand Rapids in the Edina Holiday Classic since 2017, and still going winless against Edina since 2005. 2005? Yeah, it's the last time. They've had
3: some really good teams in that stretch.
2: That's the last time they beat Edina. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They've had some great teams in that stretch, mm-hmm.
2: and there's been some good games against Edina in that stretch. Yeah, but it's still they are still defeated since 2005,
0: and we <laughs> wonder why Edina keeps them in this event. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm
2: saying, <laughs> right? It's
0: the, it's the win, last our win. Yeah, yeah. At least
2: we'll get one. <laughs> That's one win. Got one win. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Another win for seven A Rockridge six Saint Cloud Cathedral three.
0: This was the one that really fascinated me.
2: Why? Okay, because it, we've
0: been thinking that this is the year Cathedral's coming back. We're going to see the Swedes. We're going to see the yellow jerseys. We're seeing all this, and we're just not seeing it. They've had at a couple, couple of
3: results. They're just no, no, and they not got happening. The
0: easy section. You know,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I I don't think, I, but they're I the, think actually six A is easier than six is yeah, easier this year yeah. than five this but year. What,
3: yes, what would Rockridge give to be in that section? Oh.
0: <laughs> and one of them, one of them could be in that section though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of those teams is really close when when the state high school league puts their pins on the on the little wall there. Yeah, like we need another team in this section. I think Rockridge or someone on that range is close to getting into that section one day. No, they're not. You don't think so?
3: But they're going to pull blue teams before they go there.
0: Yeah, but it's close. Yeah. It's close, though. It's like, closer close. than
3: Ely.
2: Not Ely. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not no. happening. No. <laughs> no. Um, Lakeville South 3, Eastview 2. This was, uh, of my games on Saturday, Minnetonka Rogers was high-paced to watch this game was slow not that much fun to watch
0: kind of like it was like give a football analogy a high flying yeah. passing offenses versus some running attacks
2: yeah but it, it was just it was like south like they were last year they need to find scoring i don't know where that is and um eastview stuck around and hats off to eastview this is they are making uh, you know a slow climb back into my heart, but um,
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm i wonder if they care. Oh, I wonder if they care.
2: But I I'm I was yeah. more impressed by Eastview in this game than I was by Lakeville South.
0: Really? Yeah. I'm impressed that they just held serve. Lakeville South yeah. just holds serve against all these teams.
2: Yeah, I, I'll give you that, but there wasn't. Like holding, sir. I put Lakeville South now in the group with White Bear Stillwater that type of group.
0: What say that one more time?
2: I put Lakeville South in the group of teams like White Bear Lake and Stillwater. That's where they really? are. Really? Yeah.
0: So I think Carl's going to have them between six and ten, and you think they should be between eleven and. 20? I think
2: that they should be between eight and twelve.
0: Okay. That's. Right. Oh, Kayla. Kayla does not like you anymore. You're not getting cookies. Yeah. You've been taken off of her Christmas card. Oh, oh
3: man. Danny's mic is gone. Yeah, Danny
0: was, <laughs> Danny's gone. I help, I help. He's been muted.
2: Uh, all right. The last score, Edina five in Prairie one. Edina had a good weekend.
0: Yeah. They win them all. Yeah. They yep. did. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, including the St. Louis Park game. Yeah, St. Louis Park game. (laughs) The scab team in orange.
2: (laughs) The the scab Scab team. Scab. Wow, there goes our listeners in St. Louis Park. Uh,
0: I alienated the Buffaloes. You uh, you alienated the Orioles. Orioles? (laughs) Lakeville
2: South doesn't give a rip about me.
0: Yeah, I know. We've made a lot of enemies on this show.
2: Well, one thing that we didn't do is we didn't make an enemy. Well, kind of Tony. Why don't you take away our red black league coaches corner interview?
0: Thank you, Danny. Uh, welcome onto the show now, Sean Bloomfield, head coach of the Chanhassen Storm in his second year. Excited to meet Sean and, and learn a lot more about you. How are you doing today, Sean?
4: Great. Thanks for having me in, guys.
0: Well, uh, you're not only uh, a part of our our podcast, you've been part of our team putting up these amazing jerseys here today. Nice I,
4: work. I feel like I'm part of the crew.
0: Thanks yeah, for taking yeah. me in. You yeah. come any <laughs> Sunday. And I think the best part is, is it only took him about a minute 18 to figure out he can get a Chan jersey onto the wall.
4: Yeah, so. well, yeah. I, I noticed it was missing right when I came in. And we have a lot that I'm trying to start to I don't want to say get rid of, but push around the metro. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll take them. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll definitely take them. We just them. sent one to Excel. It hadn't been up there oh. uh, they, Ever? just this fall. Yeah, because I don't think they add new ones. I think the the uh they rarely probably, add yeah, new ones. Maybe Probably not since the school was built in two thousand. Are you saying
0: there is, until last fall, there was not a
4: jersey or there's just a super old one? Correct. I don't think there even was a jersey. I Chanhassen don't think jersey. there
2: was either. But, yeah. like, you'll see Sleepy Eye there. Sure. Oh there's like, like, there's of a lot of defunks right. that are there. I think Cooper's up there
0: and. and- Armstrong not yeah. Armstrong two separate Cooper, ones. You know yeah. I mean, like two separate. Yeah. And and then
2: stuff. there's some schools that have multiples up there, too. Like Really? Yields, um, Cloquet has multiple Cloquet jerseys getting shown Ooh, at the end. Ooh,
4: how do we get that? <laughs> yeah, I, I <laughs> I've thought, you know,
2: one of those poles that, you know, you hang clothes on at yeah. a retail
4: store.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. If you had a pole, how many would jerseys would you steal, Danny? I would rent a U-Haul. Yeah, I would, too. I would.
0: <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, Sean's jerseys. Uh, you grew up a player in the Chaska system, so you didn't really end up too far away from home um, when it came to your career and your coaching and all the other stuff.
4: Yeah, it's funny how it all kind of came back full circle. It really it started with teaching. Uh, I student taught at Bloomington-Jefferson. Uh, Tom Satterdalen was my mentor there, uh, and, and he got me into coaching for a little bit with the Jefferson A team. Uh, and then that next year, I, I was trying to find teaching jobs, and I was subbing, um, and actually saw that the Chaska job opened up, uh, the head coach job, and I wasn't ready to apply for that, but found out pretty quickly that Dave Snuggerud got it, who I had as a coach in high school, and I just messaged him right away and said, I'm open and would love to get into coaching. How many stints did
0: Snuggy have at Chaska? Was it two or was just it three? It was the two.
4: Yep. So this was yep. his first stint. Second. No. So his first stint was while well, I was a player. Right. Um. I think it was started in about the year ninety nine or two thousand ish. Okay. And then up until two thousand seven, and then Steve Olinger took over. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. was my junior year was Dave's last year of that first stint, and then my okay. senior year was was Olinger's first year. But he was he had been an assistant coach for a long time yep. at Chaska yeah. leading yep. up to that. So. Uh, we knew him all. We were excited to have him there. And then um, when the schools split after Chanhassen High School was built, uh, Olinger stepped down, and that's when he went over to Eden Prairie. Yeah. And, and then with Lee. Yep, yeah. yep. And then uh, Mike Johnson and uh, Chris Wilson took over Wils. the respective high schools. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2012 was when Dave got the job back at Chaska after Mike stepped down. Um, and... Uh, Honest, I don't know what's true with Dave, but he said that he went in to apply for the the girls' coaching job, and they convinced him to do the boys' one instead. <laughs> that sounds uh, about right. So uh, it was, you know, it, there wasn't much of an interview process. We talked on the phone for a little bit. I was actually just coming out of the Boundary Waters, and he uh, we talked about how I'd been and told him I had been coaching at Jefferson for a little bit with Bantams the year before, and he said, "You're hired." <laughs> Okay. On.
2: okay, now let's bring it back a little bit uh, then with youth. And so you played for Dave in high school, but yep. uh, before uh, you were a goalie then in
4: high school? Yep, goalie in high school. Switched to goalie uh, first year squirts was the okay. first year. Okay. How
0: did that go down? A, with yourself and the coach and
4: your parents. Um... <laughs> So, you know, in mites, you, you have the traveling set of, of pads. Yeah. Right. right. And, and I, of course, like most kids wanted to do goalie and, and my dad, uh, he didn't want me to be a goalie also like most parents, uh, <laughs> myself included now. Right. Um, and so I, I basically as a family decision, we put off me being goalie to the last weekend of the year. Uh, and I did it and I, I did all right. I don't remember how I did it. It was I maybe letting a couple goals and. Uh, being a goalie, I was the last one out of the locker room after it, and we still had the pads and didn't know where to bring them. So we (laughs) brought them home and we had an unfinished basement and my my dad shot pucks at me all summer long (laughs) with the, with the association pads. And I signed up for a goalie clinic over the summer and lo and behold, start squirts. I signed up as a goalie. Really? Wow. That, that's a cool story. <laughs> that that's is actually, pretty cool. I'm sure the association was happy that you stole their pads for the summer. I honestly... It's a I'm, good trade, I don't though. think they knew. Because, I know, but know.
0: it's a great trade. Like, yeah, sure. you take these pads. They were just going to sit in a storage bin somewhere. You actually used them and then became a youth goalie and a right. high school goalie. Yeah. That's a great uh, trade-off. <laughs> I, I, guess would say, yeah. I would say, I would say. Wow. All right, yeah. so so obviously if Dad's shooting pucks at you in the basement, he was in support of you being goalie.
4: He was. He didn't want me to be a goalie because he didn't want me to waste time with something that I wasn't going to be working on. I don't think sure. he really minded once I made the commitment to be a goalie. He didn't mind me at all being a goalie. He was our, we'll support you hundred percent. My mom, on the other hand, I don't think she ever got over it. <laughs> really, She wouldn't come to high school games. She would watch on the, oh, on wow. the you know, there's the community broadcast back then, which still a That's couple it. places have, but why, why, yeah. why wouldn't she come? Too nerve wracking. I don't think she liked hearing the chatter from the stands. Um, you know, if you're a really good goalie, you don't have to worry about chatter from the stands. But <laughs> <laughs> For me, there is probably a little bit of chatter. <laughs> oh, I love that.
0: That's good. That's good. Uh, Mr. Humble, Mr. Humble. All right. Uh, so walk me through. You played Wee's for Andy Brink. Um, how did that come about when you were on his team? Did you guys form a relationship there, or was it just kind of he was your coach, and you moved on to the next coach by Bantam's?
4: Yeah, no, we formed a relationship. Um it was actually he and his brother, Steve, who's um since passed away Yeah. I was now, say, yeah. yeah. Um and so it was it was those two and it was awesome. Uh, one of the main things I remember about Andy was how good his shot still was. Really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was. He was a really fun coach to have. He was a younger guy. I mean, he's still a younger guy at the time. Yeah. I, if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and his, and Bobby was uh, maybe a year old at the time. Really? Uh, and just ran around the rink with a knee hockey stick and tennis ball. And, um, and our parents would always say, "Where's Bobby?" That was the that was the common saying. But we. You know sixth seventh graders we saw him and we were like this kid's gonna be he's gonna be legit he'll be a good hockey player we had no idea of course how good how yeah. good yeah <laughs> That's uh, true. but Andy he was a great he was a great coach to have as a wee. good relationships with the kids um and he actually was an assistant coach with uh gosh was it it might have been Dave or it might have been Steve Olinger my senior year one of those years at Chaska he was an assistant coach too really oh, yeah wow. yeah um did he ever pull your leg? Andy uh as in lie yes he, I, I guarantee he did but as a middle schooler I had no idea uh, I've caught onto it now uh, it took it took a little while actually coaching with them um, at, at different camps and stuff when I got older that Pretty much everything he says, you have to take it with a grain of salt. And yes, <laughs> yes. I, I talked to him before this interview. He goes,
0: I used to tell Sean lies, and it, he would never pick up on it. And then three days later, he come back and goes, that wasn't true what you told
4: me. <laughs> <laughs> He still tries it. I can pick up on it pretty good now. <laughs> uh, that's good. Well, we'll get to Snuggy in a little bit. Yeah. So
0: you get to you get to high school – um, did you know who Dave Snuggerud was when he was your coach? Did you know any history behind him?
4: Um, not as a player. No, yeah. no, I didn't know his playing experience much beyond that. He was in the Olympics and he was in the NHL. Um, but he had been the high school coach at, you know, my years through youth. So I, he was a legend as a coach right. uh, already by that time. I think he had been coaching for five, six years and, uh, uh, he was, um, he was, uh, I don't want to say a hard coach to play for, but he was a hard coach. He was very competitive, uh, and, and he got the best out of out of a lot of guys, and And it rubbed some people the wrong way, but I know a lot of us just loved playing for him. Um, and then when I came back and coached with him, which you'll probably want to talk about later, but yeah. it was a totally different experience coaching with him. Um, just, and you can really see – uh, granted, I think he aged and matured a little bit between his first stint and then his second sure. stint when I was with him. But um, it, he, he comes at it from a teacher's perspective, which taught me a ton as, a, as an adult and as a coach. Right, well, we'll get there
0: in a bit. I, I, I want to get to the canoe trip. And uh, sure. <laughs> first, before we get to your how you after you graduated high school, you went on a canoe trip. We'll talk about it in a second. But I want to, and then we'll get to how you got into coaching and sure. teaching and being a principal and other stuff. So, so walk through this canoe trip. First of all, the best part about this is Friday, as you're walking out of the shock, you're like, "Yo, we're talking about the canoe trip," and you just kind of shrug me off, right? <laughs> and then I get a text from Danny this morning says, "Do you know about this canoe thing?" And I'm like, "We know about the canoe <laughs> thing." So walk through the process of canoeing wherever you canoed writing a book publishing a book i mean that in itself is yeah it's really interesting yeah.
4: so uh, if do you have like a shortened version to, to, to for us to talk about today i'll give it a go so in seventh grade i read a book canoeing with the cree uh which was written in 1930 about eric severide uh who was an old c- cbs news broadcaster back in uh, well, he was in World War II, and then fifties and sixties continued to do it. He was actually like, Canoeing Cree First Nation. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So all the, right, the book was canoeing with the Cree. Yeah. Um, legendary book, especially for canoeing enthusiasts in and the state. And my dad gave it to me uh, much to his chagrin. chagrin yeah. <laughs> uh, and I read it, uh, it's about a canoe trip from the twin cities up to Hudson Bay, uh, 2,250 miles. Holy cow. Um, that would be a long one. It, it was long. Yes. And, <laughs> and me being a seventh grader that I was showed it to my buddy Colton who lived a few doors down and, uh, we decided, Hey, let's do it. <laughs> oh. Nice. Uh, and our, our parents initially were like, yeah, sure, have fun, good luck. And then uh, once they realized we were serious, they they fought us on it. And we said, well, we'll be 18. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> of course, that's not true. But as a middle schooler, you think that that's going to work. And, <laughs> and much like switching to goalie, I think once my parents realized that it was real and we were going to do it, then they tried to help us as much as we could. Um, practice trips, we uh, paddled down the St. Croix when we were 16, and then we went when we were 17, from Lake of the Woods up to Lake Superior. Uh, oh, so that was what? about 450 miles. Yeah. Um, wow. Just following right along the international border there. And that pretty much convinced our parents that we would do it. Uh, and <laughs> whether we'd be safe or not was, <laughs> was the next question. So then. So, how long did it take to get from World
0: to, was it Grand Marais or right near Grand Marais then?
4: Yeah, so we started in, um, uh, 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 on the the, yeah, no, where? it was right on the Rainy River. What's the okay. name of the? Uh, it was actually Andy Brink's hometown. I'm I'm blanking Indus? on the, uh, the name <laughs> oh, of it.
0: Oh, Lake of the Woods.
4: Yeah, it's right on Lake of the Woods and Rainy yeah. River. There was the 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 first hockey day. Minnesota was right there in the yep. bay. Yeah, sure. Um, so we started there and then. Went through the boundary, went through International Falls, Voyagers, Boundary Waters, oh, and wow. then eventually made it to Grand Portage. Okay, and finished with the nine mile portage to Lake Superior. But um, so that was our warm up trip. <laughs> and you're 16. How long did 17. it take? Seventeen. Seventeen. How long did it take? That one was 12 days, um, which we planned what for about three weeks to a month. Day? Yeah, um, about 35, 40 miles. Holy cow! Um, I don't know the math there, but there are some days where it all depends on weather. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and then. So then fast forward the next year, we graduated high school in March of our senior year and then took off two days after our senior prom in late April. Um, Wait,
2: how do you graduate in March?
4: So we had a block schedule and we just oh. moved all over. We told the school why and we moved all of our classes <laughs> that were required to graduate to the first did half you, of the year. Did you also slide in that you were going to write a book about it too? We, I didn't know I was going to write oh, okay, a book. Okay, no, no, I didn't no, know. Yeah, okay. okay, yeah, That was part of the plan, right? <laughs> yeah. So we did the trip. Um... Took off from downtown Chaska, so it ended up being about 50 miles shorter than uh, than the Canoeing with the Cree route. See and you guys. Yeah.
2: This is where I did my driver's test.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It was right two blocks away. Uh, and uh, there was, uh, it was like 28 degrees and snowing and... We got in the river, and it's upstream on the Minnesota River, and it was spring flood. so we got in, and, I mean, you have to paddle as hard as you possibly can to not go backwards. We compare it to, like, running up a downward escalator. Yes. Sure. Um, yeah, sure. And I'm sure that our parents and friends watching us take off, watching us go a mile per hour up the river. <laughs> We're like, these guys are never going to get there. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so
0: where did you go first? I can't go through all the steps of this, but where was your first stop that first day?
4: Uh, funny story. So Colton actually um, threw up uh, at dinner. We stopped maybe. Terry
2: happened quick.
4: Yeah, we made it about 10 miles and uh, pulled off to the side of the river before Jordan. So we did, No, no, we did make it to Jordan. It was before Bell Plaine. <laughs> and between Jordan and Bell Plaine and Colton threw up, Our we, we made noodles, it was freezing, we were too anxious to eat, and the noodles were still hard. He had been complaining of a stomachache anyways, he threw up, um, spent the whole night heated throwing up outside the tent, and oh. we were like, what are we doing here? Now he's got no nutrients either for another well, paddle, right? Right, so then the next day we made it to Bell Plaine, another three miles. Okay, what year was this? 2008. Eight. Did you have a cell phone? We had flip phones, Okay, uh, they, did didn't have- <laughs> they didn't work. didn't work. No, there was no way to charge it. There was uh, no okay. service down there. Um, we had an old digital camera, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> And and that second day in Belle Plaine, uh, sand got into the, the digital camera lens, and then that was ruined. So then we had disposable cameras for the rest of the trip.
0: <laughs> uh, you needed some proof, we, right? Yes,
4: yeah. And we have a bunch of pictures from the trip, but we don't have any of those first two days because the SD card somehow oh, got thrown out um, back then. Um so the first, by day four, Colton ended up in the St. Peter Hospital. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a rocky start. We had to hitchhike into town. And uh, after that, we, we were kind of smooth sailing from there, though. This is smooth sailing, <laughs> sailing, no pun intended. Your
0: parents didn't inter- intercede.
4: Uh, Colton's dad came down and met us in St. Peter. Uh, and Colton would be comfortable with me sharing this because it's in the book. Um, he was about ready to quit, uh, understandably. Yeah, right? in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, he had a, well, we both had girlfriends, but he was uh, pretty lovesick uh, over that. Four days and, in? Yeah, yeah. And uh, his dad, well, we had the f- fortune, I guess you could say, of getting a lot of publicity right when the trip started. Okay. Uh, the Star Tribune was there when we left. Care 11 was there when we left. Uh, day two, there was a, no, day three, there was a Care 11 helicopter flying over us and recording things. And Wow. So... Colton's dad brought down newspaper articles and and emails that his our parents were getting. There had been a website set up. We were getting emails from all over the country of people following along, and Col- his dad was like, "That Honey. pumped him up." I'm he sure he was like, "You can't quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just not an option anymore." And <laughs> and uh, and actually, I remember the first article. Colton looked at and he was like. <sighs> Uh, uh, We can't make this all about the canoe, but how long did it take? It ended up taking 49 days. We had actually planned for three months, but uh it was so cold for most of the trip that we just paddled all day. We'd paddle when we woke up until it was dark out. And actually on the Red River over Minnesota North Dakota border, we did a few days of what we called the shifts where we just paddled twelve or twenty-four hours straight. Uh, Colton would paddle from 1 PM until 1 AM. Well, I tried to sleep in the front of the canoe and then at 1 AM I would get in and he would try to sleep and I'd paddle until 1 PM. So
2: how much weight did you lose?
4: Um, not a lot because we were, I mean, we okay. were still eating. Okay. What um, were you eating? Yeah. Yeah. So we had one we weeks. For, yeah. So breakfast would have been pancakes with peanut butter on it. Okay. Um, lunch what? was a cup of rice that we'd split. Uh, a few And a few crackers. And then dinner was either... Was uh, this
2: baton? <laughs> yeah, right.
4: <laughs> it was... Uh, it, and we did it all on like a, a little camp stove, basically. Yeah, I imagine um, you're not taking
2: the Weber with you. No, no.
4: Um, <laughs> and then we had... Uh, what was it? So, you, you know, like you can get chicken in little tuna packets, essentially pre-cooked chicken. So yeah. we'd have that and put that into tortillas and have a chicken burrito for dinner. Uh, or we'd uh, stop in towns along the way and get like a couple extra large pizzas, put, a, put it in baggies, and then eat that for dinner just cold. Sure. Um, but right. we didn't bring a cooler. We were... We did this whole thing. It's funny. In the book, The all, most of the negative reviews luckily aren't about my writing. There's a couple that are about the writing. But, uh, it's about your food, It's right? about how dumb we were when we took the <laughs> trip. And I'm like, well, yeah, we were. That's why it's a fairly interesting story. <laughs> we made a ton of mistakes. <laughs> so, okay, so it's seven weeks after
0: graduation. You're done probably June 1st, right? We Something finished like that?
4: June 15th.
0: Okay. Yep. Well, that's kind of a comical. Something. What do you do after that? How do you? Yeah, one like, up that. Your
2: freshman year roommate would have been like, "What'd you do this summer?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, actually, it took a while for us to even bring it up freshman year because we didn't want to like brag about it or anything. But um, it ended up being kind of a job. We did a lot of speaking events around the Midwest, just about the trip. We'd go to schools and churches and libraries and um, environmentalist groups, and we just talked to to crowds anywhere from. 10 people to a couple hundred people and show them our slideshow. And, uh, after enough questions came about of when's the book coming out, we figured, well, I guess yes. we better start writing it. <laughs> um, actually one of them was up in uh, North Dakota, uh, for the Eric Severide symposium. And it, it was really cool. Uh, Dan rather was the keynote speaker to that symposium. Oh, cool. and we got to go up on stage with him and because Severide was his mentor. Sure. Um, so it was, uh, there was a lot of opportunities that opened up because of it. And I will say circling this all back to, to hockey. My phone interview with Dave about getting the coaching job, the only thing he really asked me about was the canoe trip. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he was like, "All right, you did the trip? We can have you on our staff." Well, plus he play- you played for him <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, so, so we had a, he, he knew, knew your me, character, yeah. sure. and
0: knew your work ethic and that stuff, so it was probably pretty easy.
2: What did you think? At this time, though that uh, you're in college, were you still thinking about hockey then? Because you weren't playing hockey at that point. Yeah,
4: no, I was. Uh, um, I always kind of wanted to go into teaching, and and I loved hockey, and so I wanted to go into coaching too. It, I look at the two as almost the same thing. Sure, right? Yeah, uh, a coach is a teacher. Yep, uh, right. and a teacher is a coach. So it was I. I I don't want to say fantasize, but I always thought, hey, it'd be really fun to go back and coach at Chaska and or or anywhere in the area, and uh, and it just worked out perfectly that Dave got the job back right when I finished up college, and and I'd had enough te- coaching experience that uh, uh, which was just one year at Bantams, that he was able to bring me on the staff.
0: Tell me about I know later in uh, in the uh, stages of, of Snuggies. Coach, second phase, you were kind of like he kind of gave you the keys.
4: So he called me the co-head coach. Everybody knew he was the real head sure, coach. Sure. Uh, but he's—I'll uh, give him credit. I guess he uh, is. He was pretty good at delegating uh, a lot of those things to me. I ended up actually. I think pretty much the entire year there. Did a jersey just fall? Just fell. It just fell. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Keep going. Um, he had me build the schedule, which was great experience. Um, which the first few years there, I mean, we were at Chaska. There was about twenty five kids in the program, so and we, were, we were a lot of Moose Lake games. Going up to Moose, uh, home and home with Moose oh, Lake no. and uh, oh, Haley and Dodge yep. County, and that was that was before Dodge County, you know, had yeah. their had their little run there. Um, so it was, but you know what? We had a blast those years. It was so much fun coaching those guys. They uh, they were great kids, and we were able to really build a culture, sure. which was which. Um, uh, that's why Chaska became the program that it was. And I'm not saying me; I'm saying the culture that Dave was able to build there. Sure, uh, kids and families want to send their their kids to a, a culture that's going to be fun to play at and going to have great environment in the locker room.
0: When did you make the switch from a public school teacher to Breakaway? Were you one of the
2: first over
0: I, there? Uh, what no. What was that? So
4: the first year of Breakaway Academy was 2013-14. Yep. Can, um, I,
2: can I ask what Breakaway Academy is for those who oh, might,
0: might not Oh, I have no know. idea. Sure, that's a good point. Yeah, Sorry.
4: Yeah, so Breakaway Academy is a private school. Uh, and, well, it started in Chaska, fifth through eighth grade, uh, where it's the emphasis is on small classes and great relationships and, and great academics, uh, but the hook for the kids is that they get to play hockey during the day for gym class, essentially. Sure. Um, and so there's hockey training that takes place. Uh, they, they all go home and play for their home association, but during the day, hockey is a class. Um, and so the, the class sizes at that time at the middle school, and they still are at the middle school, are 15 kids or less. Um, and so I was... Teaching in the public schools, I had tenure. I loved my job. Never thought I would leave the public schools. And then I want to say it was um, 2016, 17. It was around 2017 when um, uh, I've I've heard it's called the Phil Housley effect. Uh, Through a a series of coaching changes, um, a job opened up at Shattuck, and one of the on-ice coaches at Breakaway Academy got the job at Shattuck, which moved Andy Brink from being the social studies teacher at Breakaway Academy To full-time on the ice. So then they needed a social studies teacher. And then Dave just asked me if I could join there. And I I honestly had to think about it because I had pretty good job security in the public schools and I loved what I did, but being able to have 15 kids in a class and they're all hockey players and they all love hockey. It was too hard to pass up. So I jumped into that and uh, taught there for, I think it was three or four years in the classroom. And then uh, during the COVID year, you know, we shut down early in March of 2020, just like everybody did. Yeah. Um, the, um, and we made a commitment that we want to be open that next year. It was not a fun teaching experience. We weren't able to interact with the kids in the, in the way that we wanted to. So we decided to reopen uh, and be full-time in that, that next school year. Well, in order to do that, we needed more space. So uh, the middle school then moved over to Winter Park, actually, that year. Uh, and we still had the lease in Chaska. <laughs> And Dave called me in and asked if I wanted to start the a primary school. And at that time, it was first, second, and third grade, um, and then fourth through eighth were going to be in Eden Prairie. Uh, and I had to think about it because, you know. You didn't go to school for that. No, and I loved being in the classroom. Um, I loved social studies and I loved being able to build those relationships with the kids. But I did have uh, my, my oldest son was going to be in first grade at the time. Sure. Uh, and, and being able to have him at school with me was kind of an enticing opportunity, to be honest. And, and um, so I took a day or two to think about it and accepted the job. And uh, it's funny. He said, if you can have 10 first graders, 10 second graders, 10 third graders, we'll be fine that first year. I think we ended up with, um, like 95 kids that wow. year, uh, first through third grade. And, um, we're still, you know, hovering each year anywhere from, uh, 70 to 95 at the, at the primary school we've had a kindergarten, but the middle school taken off too. the fourth through eighth grade. I think they have about, uh, 300 over there. So, It's big. They still have the 15 students per class there. And at the primary school, we have 12 students or less in each class. So that's really the whole hook. And the biggest concern for me as a parent was you don't want to burn these kids out on hockey. Right. Right. Uh, It's because it is possible, especially at those young ages. Uh, So we, especially at the primary school, and and this is being transitioned to the secondary school uh, and in a little bit more grade specific way. But we have an option called double gym where families can sign up however many days they want to not do hockey. And then they just have two gym classes. Sure. So they're still getting a ton of activity. They're able to focus more in the classroom. Um, and it just makes it a lot of fun. I, I love being a principal now because now I can go into every class and I can distract the, I can tell the teacher, hold on, I'm going to tell a story here. Uh, and it's it's the best. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: talk about coaching. Uh, I mean, teaching versus principaling. you know, like it's gotta be a different world. I mean, I think, yeah. I think at four o'clock when you're teaching, you kind of can be done, but I think if you're the principal, you must be taking emails at all hours of the day.
4: Yeah. Um, especially, you know, your first few years teaching, there's a lot of planning and, and yeah. you always have grading, um, but you're able to kind of learn how to, how to fit that into the day. I really, as a teacher, wanted to make them a commitment, especially since having a young kids at home, I wanted to make the commitment to not bring work home. Sure. Um, which you, you just can't do as a principal. You, there's there's always a need. So I have my email. It pops up on my phone. If it's 930 at night, you, it might be something that has to be addressed that night. And I'll answer it. No, of course, if it's something that doesn't need to be addressed that night, I'll do it the next day. Um, but at the same time, it, it's it's rewarding to be able to have an impact on all the kids in the school. It's, it's really fun. That's cool. So Talk about the transition from Chaska
0: to Chanhassen. There was – David stepped down. The position became open. This is the way I understand it. And you applied for Chaska and did not get the job, but then within the same time frame applied for the open Chanhassen job and got it. How did that all go
2: down? And how many years were you at Chaska by that point? It would have been 10, right?
4: Uh, uh, Nine years. Nine years. So it would have been my 10th year. Sure. Um, So, yeah, Dave, it's funny because – even the first year, Dave was like, this will be my last year. <laughs> and, and so when that ninth year came up, the co- that was the COVID year, the shortened season, the 18-game sure. season. Uh, he said, this is actually it. And, and I think a big thing for Dave was he wanted to be able to watch Jimmy play more now right. that he had sure. kind of moved on. Um, and so I, I, I believed him. And after it, he, uh, he told me, and, and I said, well, this is great. I'm going to apply for the job. And went through the process and uh, got down to the, the final two. Um, and, and then I'm not getting it. And, and obviously that was tough. Um, yeah. but I, I, you know, I wasn't, there was no hard feelings towards the program or any of those kids that I had grown relationships with over the years. Um, and, and I just had to kind of decide what to do next. And uh, Matt Cook, uh, he, he reached out to me right away and he actually offered me a, an assistant role at Chaska, oh. um, which was, which was really kind of him, yeah. uh, not knowing anything really about me. Sure. Um, and then, you know, there were a few other area coaches that I just talked to and kind of contemplated what did I, what did I want to do? Uh, and within about three weeks, the Chanhassen job opened up and, um, being that it's the same association at the youth level, I knew a lot of the kids, at least knew of a lot of the kids. Sure. And then there were a good portion of those kids that went to Breakaway Academy. So I'd had them in class. Um and I just said, look, I talked to my wife for about 10 minutes and she's like, if you want to do it, you you have to apply. <laughs> um and so I did and and it was uh it was a blessing in disguise. Now I, I of course if I would have gotten the Chaska job, I'm sure I would have loved it. But to be honest, it's been a lot of fun to build something that um, is my own. I guess you can say at Chaska, I probably to a lot of people would have been just looked at as as Snuggie's guy, right? Sure. Yep. Um, and at Chanhassen, uh been able to start a culture there that they they have a, a bit of a culture, but it's a newer program. The the first year that Chanhassen even had its own hockey team was the two thousand ten eleven or yeah the two thousand ten eleven season. Um, and they had Chris Wilson as a coach and then Jesse Willis as a coach after that. So, um, I, I it's just a nice new program to be able to try to put my mark on. Well, that's a great segue into this year's team. You had your first
0: season last year, which was successful, not awesome, but successful. Yeah. Um, and now this year you're out of the gate and you've, you've, you've had.
2: Everybody's looking at you guys this year. Yeah. I, I, you return a lot yep. and I, I, you're per hibial top 10 team coming in right now is sure. people thought corner Carl at
4: least <laughs> according to, Carl, <laughs> according to Carl but
2: people looked at you and said that's a top 10 team returning eight leading scorers I think yep. on the team and uh, what's that like with kind of a bullseye on chance back which it hasn't had before
4: yeah I have to look at it as a positive um so when I was at Chaska, the 2018, 19 season, that was when, uh, like Blaine Warner, Mike Kester, Rhett Pitlick, Shane Lavelle, William Mings, that yeah. team was, uh, was loaded. Uh, I think now there's eight or nine division one commitments or players that were on that team and yeah. two NHL draft picks. Uh, and, and the target was on Chaska's back all season. And at times we were able to live up to that at times we weren't. Yeah. Um, and, and at the end of the day, we weren't in section and section playoffs. Um, so going through that experience, I think really helped. Uh, I, we're looking at all of these targets as a positive. It, we want every other team's best, and we know that that's what we're gonna we're gonna get now. Uh, last year, I think we were able to sneak up on some teams. We know that's not gonna happen any, anymore. So it, uh, we, I call it the diet effect, right? Sure. All the way through the youth hockey. Edina always gets the other team's best. Yep. Right. Everybody has their game circled on their calendar. Yep. Uh, and, and that's why Edina is such a successful program because those kids grow up knowing that they have to compete in order to win.
0: Uh, a, a result that's look on your schedule right now, the, the the victory over Minnetonka. You know, at least half. I'm guessing two thirds of the kids on that Minnetonka roster, and you've you know probably coached them at breakaway. These kids know the kids that move from either Chaska or Chan over there. Yeah. There's just a lot of heat in that sure. game. Whether yeah. it, it was not artificial, it was natural. No, it was heat. very
4: similar to a Chaska versus Chan game, to it be was. honest, yeah. It
0: really was. Tell me about the victory it's obviously the biggest win in the program's history is is beating a number one ranked team like like mm-hmm. What is that? What's going through your head right as the game is finishing and it's all there's chaos because there's kind of like a little bit of a pushing and shoving going on. <laughs> yeah. there's the fans going crazy. There's just a lot going on in your head. How do you process that as a coach and as a as a as a person?
4: Uh, as a person, my wife went to Minnetonka, so I was super excited. <laughs> uh, it, you know, and I, you know, I beat Minnetonka growing up, playing them a million times. Um, never had beaten them as a coach, though. Uh, a lot of close, competitive games. And so it was um, it was nice t- uh, personally, but for the program, uh, I think it was just a confidence booster of we can – play with anybody in the state and that's all we were looking for that game at the end of the day is early December right yeah that is not the season defining game for for either team uh, we were looking for can we do this can we play with these teams the best teams in the state and that told us yes even if we d- hadn't won that game we felt like the way we played told us we could play with any of these teams
0: I, I watched your team on Friday and goaltending is something that just stood out cam Hendrickson is just one of these extremely athletic kids he's a he competitor makes the too saves yeah. yeah he obviously makes the easy saves but he makes some really difficult saves it sure makes you as a coach look really good doesn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you, uh, you, like old saying what is it the each coach you just look at how good their goalie is right that's <laughs> <laughs> right right right
0: um walk through the team what, what what are you are you guys young i mean when i looked at the rosters it seemed like you have to heavy. be a junior on. Uh, there's like it seems there's at least fifteen juniors on that team.
4: Very junior heavy, and there's some there's some really strong juniors that are playing JV this year too, or on the swing line as well. So uh, it's a it's a big junior heavy class, right, or or program right now. Um, but there's some really strong seniors too that have played three or even four years of varsity. And uh, you know, talking to Mark Manny, uh, I don't remember if it was before or after we played Andover uh, first game this year. Uh, he said, like last year with them, it was that was kind of the the formula. have some rock solid seniors, but really have a strong junior class just so that they can play a little bit freer. Uh, sometimes those seniors can be gripping the sticks a little bit tighter at the end of the year, and seniors
2: yeah. make culture.
4: Juniors win, right? And,
2: and right. That's we the- did. I, I did a
0: podcast with Mark. I think it was just one on one, like a biographical one, and that was exact words. were, yeah. Hey, we were good because our juniors, the seniors, just get too nervous, especially in the last three. They can, four games. yeah, because it's yeah. their last game.
4: Yeah, and right? not all. Like, look at Jack Jensen a few years ago, his oh. senior year. Like he just went on a tear. So yeah. there's. <laughs> yeah, he did. So you can have seniors that are gonna play desperate. That's the great thing about seniors is they that's, are desperate. That's true. That's um, true. And so, you know, you can look at the positive either way, but it's it's an older group than it was last year. Um, you know, last year we were very tenth and eleventh grade heavy. But we've got some younger guys too that are tenth and even we've got a ninth grader in the program right now. So we know that there's still some youth as well. Does it help to work at breakaway academy? from a high school coaching perspective it
0: seems like oh yeah they can just sit there and recruit these kids all day or is it maybe kind of hurt too
4: um, I don't think it's either I uh, definitely can't recruit well especially right now I'm at kindergarten through third grade so it's right. right. not about <laughs> <change. Yes. laughs> um, I so need my block <laughs> back yeah, yeah. <laughs> right what this Chanhassen block yeah. <laughs> yeah no so there's no there's none of that happening and even at the middle school that's not happening and that's the first thing when I first got my teaching job at Breakway Academy at when I was in in the Chaska school district I had a a team picture of Chaska team picture at my desk right like sure. most teachers do and I told Dave when I was walking in my classroom I said oh this will be a good spot to put the picture he's like, no way you could not put any of your Chaska and he was coaching Chaska, too at that, that yeah. time. Yeah. And so the the culture set at Breakaway Academy that there is no recruiting, no trying to influence kids of where to go. Um so and obviously again at primary, that's it's not even yeah, it's a, a yeah. question. Yeah. But I will say the benefit to it is is uh building a culture of that primary school for me two, three years ago now. Uh, was really hard because every staff member and every student was brand new to Breakaway Academy other than me. Uh, And so trying to, and and I didn't build the Breakaway Academy culture, but I had been fortunate enough to teach in that culture. Uh, And there are some great teachers that were able to kind of teach me how you can actually do this. Um, And so being able to delegate and get the staff on board, we have an awesome staff there. And then being able to really build relationships with each kid, it takes months to build a culture. Uh, sometimes years. And so transitioning that over to Chanhassen, um, it's a very similar process. It's all about what are you like off the ice? What are your habits like? Those will help you become a better hockey player if that's what you really want to do.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that sounds like a very uh, breakaway type of statement. Uh, A lot of, uh, when when I've been there, there's a lot of please and thank yous. There's a lot of making first-class young men and women is kind of what the byproduct of your culture.
4: Right. Do you see that at, at Chan Hassan too? Absolutely. It's an awesome group of guys. We went up to Grand Rapids and scrimmaged uh, before the season and it was like everywhere we went and, and this is the most bragging I'm willing to do. This is the bowling this is, thing? Uh, well, there was the bowling thing. I wasn't yeah. even going to bring that up. Okay. But sorry. Just everywhere we went, people were thanking me for how great the kids were. And I was, it is just great kids, <laughs> a great group of young men. Um, and, and yeah, so they went, we went to a bowling alley and, uh, there was a little bit of a wait. There was a special Olympics, uh, event going yeah. on before us. And, um, uh, I honestly didn't even notice at the time that our kids were doing anything out of the ordinary, uh, on our team. Um, they were just being themselves. They were cheering on the players. They were waiting patiently. And then on social media, one of the moms of, a, of one of the special Olympic athletes posted something and it, it kind of went mini viral. Yeah. Um, which it was really cool to just see how rewarding that is for those guys to see, Hey, look, you're a good person. Things are going to, things are going to help. It's also a good lesson. It.
0: Like you're, you're being watched. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. All time. yeah. Well, you when know. you're
2: that old, things that you do have an impact for sure. And, and yeah. So and people look at you, you know, with bigger eyes. You're a real you're, person. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: So let's just change the uh, subject a little bit. You got a full play. You got a, a full, full, full time job at, at Breakaway. So you get the 10 o'clock p.m. Emails, <laughs> Once in a while. Right. And you, got,
4: you got a family. How many kids do you have? Two boys. Two boys. Yep.
0: And they're playing hockey, right?
4: Yep. So a third grader. Uh, he's in MITE still. And then I have a kindergartner who uh, just started. Just started. Yeah. He was still doing the, the tiptoe on the ice over the summer. But he's at, he's at Breakaway Academy too. So he's getting couple days a week of hockey at school. So you
0: got that. You have summer. I'm sure you run a summer development program. Like, what do you have? Do you ever have free time? And when do you you canoe? (laughs) Yeah. When, when do you, what what do you do when when you aren't at a rink or teaching kids?
4: Yeah. So, um, just spend time with the family Uh, in the summer. It is, you know, we do our SDP Monday through Thursday. Um, I, I run a summer camp at Breakaway Academy Monday through Friday as well during the day. See, I mean, like um, this, yeah.
0: like you're pouring and you're filling the hole.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do less, but I, it ends up, I end up just doing more. Um, <laughs> but I, I will say I've sort of written off canoeing. Uh, we went up to Voyagers. I brought my older boy and went with my dad and, and some other friends, uh, my, my parents' friends. Um, and we boated in we didn't, we did not canoe. Um, so (laughs) I've switched the paddle for a motor. Uh, I (laughs) feel like I've done my, my due, my due time. (laughs) How long do you see yourself coaching? Um, honestly, I don't have an end date. I I could see it going decades potentially. I'm actually, um, my wife's, I don't know if he's officially her godfather or if they're just, or if he's her sister's godfather, but Ken Pauly Buddha, um, and, and he's been coaching forever and, he was a goalie. So it's a little bit of a similar path there. We're very different people, right. uh, but we get along well. And um, yeah, you're not so, yelling at us. Uh, <laughs> 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 not <kidding>. yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I could see that uh, it's going to be one of those things that it, it's hard for me to predict what coaching will be like when my kids are in high school. Um, sure. And, and we live in Victoria. So my kids are slotted for Chanhassen high school and, um, I know that was really hard for Dave when when Jimmy went through and when his older boy Jake went through. Um, but he did it and and it worked. and so that's just a decision that'll have to come when that happens. Um, I'm open to it, but I also have to take my kid's consideration into it too. All right, fun question. what are you gonna
0: have to do? Chan Essence never won a section game. Uh, what are you guys gonna have to do to to get? To, we, we've talked about it plenty on our sure. show. Uh, this is the year Chan Chanhassen plays at Braemar. How are you going to get out of that first round this year?
4: Uh, well, a big part of it is having a good regular season, right, where you can have a seed that at least is a, a, a home game, right? Chan uh, yep. Chanhassen's never had a home game for a playoff game, and that, okay. that's a big part of it, right? um so so that's number one but number two is kind of forgetting that fact that <laughs> that we've never won a playoff game it, it's a new year it's a new team and it's going to be a new opponent and new game and you just have to take each game one at a time uh, a lot of what we're doing in the regular season is just prepping four sections sure. right uh whether it's skill building whether it's the details the systems or even getting ready for games right uh uh Some of our pre-scouting, it's, okay, this is a section team. Here's what we're going to potentially see. So we're not really talking about the past. um, Other than just there's some exciting things happening that haven't happened before. But we want to keep the guys focused on each individual game at hand. Who came up with the
0: Vegas Breezers? You or someone else on your staff?
4: Well, Vegas is a school is a, color. Is that, is
0: that a, would that the right color call it Vegas those Breezers? Yeah, yep, right. Vegas
4: gold. So um, there was a, the hockey program was t- transitioning to a, an old gold when yeah. I when I came sure. in. Um, the blue jerseys, the the away uniforms were still Vegas gold, and the home uniforms were in old gold. Um, and I gotta love the mixed colors. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, well, and it was, you know, jerseys, you rarely get two sets in a, in one year. Sure. Um, we actually did get two sets this year because I, I, I wanted it to just be the school colors, right? Yeah. Um, and they and, look good. They're yeah, good Gemini Jersey. It's a lot of Vegas gold. Yeah. Very aware of that. But, um, I think it's split in the locker room which ones the guys like more. The nice thing is those Vegas breezer covers can work with the blue jerseys. Yeah. Uh, the blue breezer covers can work with the white jerseys or you know, you can We so can Oregon or. ducks this. We could, yeah. We could and we have a lot of old jerseys in the locker room that we can <laughs> pull out if we really want I like to reverse em. retro. I saw those
0: in, in one of the a yeah. tweet or something. Sure. I'm
4: like, Oh, Sean
0: is putting his mark on the <laughs> program. I just wanna know if Sean should get credit for that. Uh
4: I don't know if the Vegas breezer covers were my idea or an assistant coaches or maybe the boosters it's hard to say i got it got it got it you got anything else no no this was
0: awesome a lot of fun 45 minutes that went quick yeah that went really quick wow well danny uh you want to take it home
2: well thanks sean thanks for coming on and thanks tony and especially thanks to the red black lake there
0: yeah, it's been huge to have a a great sponsor like Red and Black Leagues over the years. They're kind of the OG sponsor of oh, yeah. the of the Boys High School mm-hmm. Podcast uh, before it was the Rink of Fire. Uh, it was just the Red Black League show and like and uh, i really appreciate those guys for everything they do not just for us and the sponsorship but for for kids out there who want to play spring and fall hockey both boys and girls check out redandblackleagues.com they've been a long time sponsor of our show and we love supporting these guys and making sure that their kids are getting a chance to play hockey uh, basically all over the twin cities all over no the no check hockey no checking uh, no uh, it's just it's very it's it's high paced a lot of goals, a lot of stats, yeah, make some friends from other teams, play with groups of clumps of friends from your teams as well. So Keeps you in shape. Great shape. Uh, keep the uh, blades a little wet uh, get out there. It's it's a great uh, in-between um, your winter season and your SDP, and it's great in the fall. It ex- It's a good accent between your captain's practices, a little, little, little more uh, stressful than a, a captain's practice. It's a sure. real game action. So shout out to Red Black Leagues at redblackleagues.com.
2: Carl, you want to take away some rankings now?
3: Um yeah, I think we could do some Jazz Cafe rankings. Ooh. Prompt. Prom, say, just, yeah, okay. if,
0: there's gonna be like nine ad reads here in like 18 minutes. So if you don't like ad reads, get your finger on the plus 30 button of your phone. No, no, no. L- listen just, to just our ads. Hammer abs. that. We hammer. like our sponsors. No, we do. We love our sponsors. I just do it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'm like, I know I can feel the, mm-hmm. the uh, ad reads coming. I'm just hammering the 30. Hammer the 30. So, no, Jack Cafe is awesome. I listen to another podcast, uh, the Parrot and Spare podcast for. should should we jump into some
3: content right now so that people have to go back and listen?
0: No. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. So number one, (laughs) (laughs) number one is no, um, no, that's a good, that's a good one, Carl. I like that. Um, no Jack's cafe. Um, I had a special occasion, um, and a great special occasion. My son graduated, uh, from Iowa state, uh, great opportunity to go out to Jack's Cafe and celebrate there. We're going there on New Year's. Dinner. You're going there on New Year's?
2: Yeah, New Year's night. I'll be working New Year's wow, Eve night. I'll be
0: working to the bone that night.
2: I will you know? be non the bone. <laughs> if you catch oh, my oh, bone, baby. <laughs> T-bone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I mean, just the potatoes there. Like, wasn't the pierogies? Wasn't, wasn't
2: your like the pierogies
0: uh, were wonderful? Was my
2: ribeye? Was your ribeye rib sm- on top of like hash sm- browns, smothered and covered? And, uh, so smothered with onions and yeah, on mushroom, top of a half hash brown. brown? Yeah, little. Uh, oh, I'm getting hungry. with some bernaise. That that hungry. is my favorite. Okay, mm-hmm.
3: it's 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 eight thirty. I haven't had dinner yet. I'm I gonna be Really hungry right now.
2: I know. I am too.
0: Uh, JacksCafe.com. Check them out. I I'd, I'd just like to put in this last little plug. If you're thinking about, if you're a senior parent, captain's parent, and you're in charge of the banquet, think about this place. It's got great parking. It's a great location. You'll leave, you'll walk out after that banquet and go, man, we really knocked this one out of the park. We this may
2: year. have went 2 and 23, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we damn, killed the banquet. Did we have a good banquet. Or if you went 23 and 2, it's all up to you. It's all to you. Check
0: it out, Jack's Cafe. Dot com.
2: Okay, Carl. All right. should, I,
3: should, I, should I just start at number six so people think that we... just Yeah, you missed out on one ad.
0: through five. You hit that yeah. 30 button too many times. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Double A rankings for the week of December 18th. Number one is is still Wysetta,
2: despite the tie this past week.
3: Mm. I guess um, silence mumbles.
2: I, I would have put Tonka there, but... That What's that? I would have put Tonka at number one. They had a more impressive win. Uh,
0: why is that didn't get beat? Yeah. They're number one. And, and their the body of work
3: is still very good. Their
0: body of work is fantastic. But they won the
2: shots but, in that game were like 40 something to 30, like 46 to 39. It was a really high shot affair, too. All
0: right. That's that is still, this year. Like I still t- like
3: yeah,
2: I'm just.
0: I still like why is that I'm yep. guessing you got Tonka.
3: Two is Minnetonka, yep.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
3: Number three, St. Thomas. Yeah. Um, I, got a, I,
0: got a, I got a theory. Okay. Are you ready for this?
2: Ready. Are you ready for this, Danny? I did.
0: Yeah. Since dilute East, let I me mean, say what you want, isn't anywhere near your top 25. Sure. You are now hard on the heavy on the St. Thomas bandwagon you're cheering. That you're secretly cheering for them. I think
2: it's openly oh
0: okay all right all right, all right. <laughs> there was my theory. It just <laughs> hit me today when I was looking at the rankings I'm like he's got him at three. he's yeah. got him at three. He loves St Thomas. he likes ta- I, I think he likes St Thomas more than like than you do.
3: Danny always pretends he doesn't like St Thomas
0: <laughs> <laughs> something changed in Danny after the eighteen season. Something changed mm-hmm. in me. Something changed when 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 uh, Tom and let's say what's his brother Greg. Greg. Greg left. Yeah. It was like there's been the, lo- the loving feeling hasn't been the same. The loving
2: feeling. Um, I I would only state with that that you know they were the coaches when I was there and I had a classmate and stuff on the staff too. So and here well, I'll, I'll
0: take it a step further. You remember this, Carl. Remember, uh, Centennial beat them, and There's I you. laid Danny out that night. I think this is the night that we yeah. did where you sat in the uh, lobby hallway. hallway and did the boxing <laughs> yeah. hallway. Yes, yeah. yes,
3: it's that's all I remember. It was about that night and I yes. laid
0: into St. Thomas, not not into you, but into St. Thomas, because I remember thinking this is like the best. I mean, it's like an all-star is, team, and they can't be tea. stinking yeah. Centennial. You know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad night. It was a bad was a dark night.
0: Yeah, there was some soul some St. Thomas soul searching going on that night. Yeah, yeah. Dan, Danny was in a dark. It was certainly the case. Yeah. All right, number
3: four. Sorry. Also, in a, a darker place this week is Rodgers, who slips a couple spots after the loss to Minnetonka to number four.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Five. Number five. Oof. It's the mystery team that is Andover.
2: Oof. I think that's a little high. Just from their scores. Their body of work. But once you see
0: South at 6, then what can you do, right? He's got got nowhere to move here.
3: Yep, and you look at their schedule, too. They have played so many good teams. So even though the record's not great. I agree. Like When they get a chance to pat that a little bit in conference play, it'll start looking better.
0: I agree. You got South at 6, right? I do, yep. Again, they're just holding serve.
2: South's going to get beat up next week.
0: When they play and then they go
2: go out of... Out in playing the holiday tournaments. Yep, I agree. But even that, I
0: don't think
3: they have a great slate in that. They do. No, no, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Who do they they play?
2: They play (laughs) Benilde Hill and And Chanhausen. Chanhausen. That's a pretty deep. That's very good. Back to back to back. That's very good. Yeah. That's as tough as. Yeah, they're gonna. We're gonna learn. This is where you will learn who the real Slim Shady is. Yep, I agree.
0: All right,
3: well, seven. S- speaking of Chan Hassan, here they are. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. They're three in page tap. I think
0: they're better than South.
2: I would say that, but I've already stated that I don't think South is right. as Agreed. good as what they are. I don't think anybody, sure. even
0: Coach Bloomfield was saying anybody can beat anybody yeah. in the top 15. Mm-hmm. That was, quote, him verbatim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, eight.
3: Eight Cretan making a jump into the top
0: ten after yeah. that win
3: over Benild.
2: I thought that was really generous. That was very. That's a strange left turn there.
0: That was very generous. What one ha-
2: game? One game, right? One game. What have one they? One game. What did they do? The previous uh, week,
0: Park it, Cottage Grove, nine to five.
3: <laughs> they beat right? Eastridge. They beat Woodbury. They beat Needham Prairie, which is
2: seriously. Are we're, we're actually putting validity into Eastridge and Woodbury. I mean, Creton right now is like a duck boat making its way out of Dunkirk with bullets in it. Okay, it is. There's a lot of holes, yeah. and there's a lot of goals going in against them. Yes, right. I just. I'm not there
0: yet. I'm not sold them as a top ten team. I'll take. I will
2: take them by the end of the year, and I've stated that. But I I don't think that they're there right now. I agree.
0: Okay, who's nine? Who do we? Yeah, give me some choices here. (laughs) I know Morehead's got to be in there because I don't think they lost. Yeah, they didn't play. But nine is Maple Grove. Again, that's a team that hasn't really done anything either.
2: They haven't. The, Maple Grove had a weird score this week that I didn't. State. It
3: was just four nothing over Coon Rapids was their only game. Uh, that doesn't impress
2: me. That, yeah, no, that I, I, mean.
3: I have seen Coon Rapids. It's it's not pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> they've got two. They've got two nice players. But
0: okay. And then um, tennis 10 Moorhead. is Moorhead who did not play. I would put yeah.
2: those teams ahead of Creighton right now. Yeah. But
0: okay, let's see. Does Maple Grove's got a, about the same amount of wins? Do they have any good wins besides Edina? They've they've got that, <laughs> and that's it, right?
2: They haven't played. Uh, I don't Moorhead think... have any good? Wins? No, that's that's it. Moorhead doesn't.
3: Moorhead has well Edina. <laughs>
2: Okay. That's the thing.
3: Edina's 11, so they both have to be ahead of Edina.
2: But all these Edina, those two Edina wins for both of those two teams is without without Jackson Jackson Nevers. Okay. And I put a big fat ass. little discount on that. I would actually move Edina ahead of Creighton right now just based on how they're, they were clicking, be it Elk River but they clicked against they Eden Prairie. Prairie. Lot they kept it going. Beat St. Who, Louis Park 2. Who has
0: clicked against Eden
2: Prairie this year? N-
0: not many. Nobody has. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that the first time Eden Prairie's given up more five? Than like two or three goals? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard the five number. I was like, oh, that's a lot.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> a big score. It, it, for me, I I saw a lot out they, of it. They gave
3: up. They gave up five to Blake.
2: That, yeah, uh, that weird one. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I, I still I, I'm still putting Edina Hedacretin in my book for uh, right yeah, now.
0: it's like like Carl I, last week we beat the crap out of Carl last week and he's right week 2 yeah. is hard week 3 gets a little easier but I think after Christmas we'll have a pretty yeah. good there's, idea. there's
2: there's a lot of common opponents yeah. coming mm-hmm. and, <laughs> coming up yeah and and I stopped.
0: think this weather is not helping any yeah the snow I mean, days just, have been no.
2: and we're going to get screwed over it this week I think
0: I get hurt the most out of all y'all really I mean cuz I have to I have so much work I got to get done yeah. before these Friday night ices, and I can't get to them I saw no games
2: canceled? last
0: week. <laughs> yeah, do we Everything want to talk canceled? about my
2: actual job and how I get killed when snow happens. Yeah,
0: I know Toro. Yeah. Uh, Count on it. Uh, are we ready for class A? Oh wait, I before we, we do, before we do that, uh, who are some teams? Just like, just list off some going 30 thirty-five miles an hour. Don't race through eleven fifteen, but just throw us eleven fifteen. Kind of going down the sure. parkway. E. Yep.
3: Hill, Stillwater, Vanilled, Eastview, Eden Prairie.
0: Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. And I think, and like Sean Bloomfield said, I think any of those teams could beat any of these teams in the top ten, and no, none of us would be surprised.
2: Mm-hmm. I would no, be surprised about if one or two lost to either, uh, any of those teams. Well, if, okay. That's my opinion, okay? E- if Eastview beat Minnetonka, you'd be surprised? Very.
0: Uh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised.
2: I, and that's that's my opinion on if that. If
0: Eden Prairie beats Tonka, you'd be surprised? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Would be. I bet you Tonka it, it, beats I, Eden I, 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 would, be, Ma- I, I bet you Eden Prairie beats Tonka for at for different least reasons. once this year.
2: I, and uh, I think I even said to Sean before we started recording that I think that Eden Prairie makes the section final, <clears throat> too. Yeah,
0: you did say that right to his face. <laughs> and the best comeback was like, yeah, against Jen Assen.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, which was a good
0: comeback. I loved it. He was a good guy. Really good guy. Yeah. All right, let's do some Class A. All right. Well, quite boring at the top here. Um,
3: Hermantown stays number one. They had only had one game. They beat Duluth Marshall. Both number two and number three did not play last week, so no change there. Two is War Road, and three is Modern Eye. Yeah. Now things happen. Four. Orono. Orono. Yeah. Sure enough. It great week. Be. Wins over Northfield, Minneapolis, and Waconia.
2: Who was number four before? Because it should have been Orono. Was it? I think it Last was. Last week, it,
3: it was Orono. In fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was.
2: Okay.
3: And five actually hasn't changed either. East Grand Forks.
2: Yep. And went had, over Alex. They beat
0: Alex. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's good. So literally nothing changed here.
0: And this is where we <laughs> become seven A heavy. Watch this.
3: No, he- no, but six. Six is Northfield. So no, but moved. from here, yeah. from
0: six through ten, there's gonna a lot of seven yeah. A in here. So, well, first we got some eight A. Northfield.
2: Okay.
0: Yep. Thief. Number seven is Detroit, Detroit Lakes. Yep. They moved up like one. Mm-hmm. All right. Now eight Hibbing. Hibbing. What? I mean, literally. Hey. For as bad as we pounded on Carl's brains, hibbing, yeah, hibbing, hibbing. hibbing. I was like, no, that is <laughs> he's a. Practically looking that up. That is to a hibbing. stretch. Hibbing. There was a stretch. There. They're five, three, and one. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, he's well. he's he's snorting the East Lansing cocaine what? right now. He's on crack. As that bad. That's a bad so, pick. What? That is a bad so, hibbing, hibbing plays
3: Rockridge right right after Christmas. I'm going to try to go up to that.
2: That but, I mean, amazing. like, they they tied Denfeld, so if we're going to go Denfeld. Denfeld's
0: coming soon. Oh. Denfeld's Denfield? yes. right around the corner. <laughs> sure enough, Danny, Denfeld's number nine. I told you were <laughs> seven, eight, heavy here. I don't give it And then Denfeld, and then did he drop Thief on ten? Nope. He, he he kept Little Falls in little the Little Falls. Down. I knew there was a Falls in there.
2: Denfeld outshot them.
0: Okay, so Little Falls. Yeah, he's just – I think I read his explanations this week or else he told me this via text. I can't remember which one it was. He's basically like, yeah, well, I'm just throwing some more crap against the wall and see if it sticks, basically is what he's saying. He didn't say that, but he, yeah. if you read between the lines, that's what he's saying here. Well, the Providence ain't sticking. No, Providence that, that, didn't that, that stick did not all.
3: Stick. I think they're like 17 now.
0: Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> I the the, fun, the hard part though to crit- critique his rankings with all these seven eight teams, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't
2: matter. I I would, you know what I mean? I would put thief seven in true. there more. Yeah, yeah, that would be the because I I've seen some impressive thief score. They tied DL, so that's I, I think s- thief is. I think
0: I'm I think I'm with you on that one. I think thief thief is higher. Thief Should is higher. definitely
2: higher than Hibbing in my book.
0: I do too. I think Hibbing is a massive stretch, but he's gonna. I know I'm gonna get a text from him tomorrow. I'm like, you, but you missed this part,
2: or, you know, what did he's I miss? Have... They're five three one. Their goals uh, uh, average I don't know. is three point eight
0: nine.
2: I'm their just goals saying what he's gonna say. It's two. Looking 3, up the Hibbing
3: something. schedule. Looking it up right now.
2: Uh, I don't.
3: Know. Come on, internet. Come on, Internet. Okay. <laughs> They've <laughs> okay. lost to Grant. Oh, 8-1 to White to Lake. Lake. Oh.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's not there. They,
3: they beat Minneapolis, lost to Mayo, tied Denfeld.
2: Yeah. There's nothing right it, there. They tied, they, tie- they tied
3: Denfeld. That's that's the common th- thread here. But
2: Denfeld, Denfeld beat Rockridge heavily. Okay, mm-hmm. so move them ahead because Rockridge yeah. tied Little Falls this week. So you know that Demfeld's playing at a better level, quote-unquote, by the transit of weak property. Yeah. You know, and so. Who do you think should be? I think you move Denfeld to eight. Eight. Little Falls to nine, and then you move Thief to ten. What about, yeah, and what about Rockridge? I think Rockridge is 11. Yeah. I Ahead of Hibbing, Hibbing? I, think I, ahead. Right I think they're right there. I think they're ahead of Hibbing. So do I, because Hibbing's literally yeah. their scores. Their last two scores is a twelve to nothing victory over the Barge Rope uh, <laughs> Red Wing, <laughs> <laughs> and then seven rip over Greenway, which might not it's have nothing. a JV team. So, yeah. like, no, There's I'm not giving any credence in their last two scores.
0: I agree. I agree with you. Rare, I do agree.
2: Um. Well, something we both agree on, Tony. Is how we injure our rankers.
0: Yes, we will injure him, and when, when we do injure Eric, he's going to need a good uh, orthopedic surgeon. Yes. And he can go to any. When he returns back to the Twin Cities, he can go to any of the 11 locations at Summit Orthopedics.
2: <laughs> Look at that segue. Yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> lower body injury. A lower, like say if I sweep kick him and yep. he hurts his ankle, you know, he could go to an ankle specialist.
2: You know, right? when we like... Grab his hands and pound them. Yeah. With the ham.
0: we smash
2: his hand with a hammer. <laughs> you know, so he doesn't
0: do rankings. Style? Yeah, do, do yeah. rankings for a couple weeks. Never rank again. He'll, <laughs> you'll never rank again in this state, Eric Bruce. He'll need to go to see a specialist. <laughs> right? Where would you go? Yeah, he would go to one of the eleven locations at Summit Orthopedics. Oh, hey, this is good stuff compared to the, the normal ad reads. I love it. I love it. But on a serious note, uh, thank you to Summit Orthopedics for their sponsorship of the show. Uh, check out any of their specialists for acute pain. Uh, if you're a weekend warrior, if you're an athlete, uh, even grandparents, there's a lot of elderly people who end up needing orthopedic surgeons for, you know, hips, shoulders. Uh, risks, that kind of stuff, uh, check out SummitOrthopedics.com and thank you for their sponsorship.
2: Well, thanks, Tony. Why don't you take away the Summit Orthopedics Player of the Week interview?
0: Thank you, Danny. Today we bring in our Summit Orthopedics Player of the Week, Senior Defenseman Chase Cheslock. How are you doing today, Chase?
5: Good. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, we're excited to have you on. Uh, There's a lot of excitement for your program but I think a lot of the excitement uh started five six years ago and I think you and your buddy Sammy Ronaldo uh were a big part of that you played in the YHH tournament down in in Rochester and did quite well there and then I saw you a couple weeks later up at the White Bear Sports Center playing against Duluth East and it, it you could kind of feel it with your group and then you had the you know the Jensen and uh, Deshane group a year or two behind you guys are like going, oh, man this is going to be really cool to watch these guys grow and and you guys have not disappointed you know after that PBAA year you almost went to state got stopped by by the COVID virus tell me a little bit about you guys and and what that's been like to watch it grow
5: it's been something really special to be a part of I mean like you said that PBAA year was kind of the kind of just the edge and then. We played Bantam single-A that first year, and it was kind of a wash, but then Bantam double-A that second year, we kind of kicked it up into gear and carried on on into high school. How
0: did you guys uh, end up making it State? I don't remember what regional you guys were in. How did you guys get to Braemar before getting canceled?
5: I don't remember the exact region. I'm pretty sure it was in, I want to say Stillwater. Okay. And then we lost them in Atonka the first game. Made our way all the way to the backdoor game and then beat Minnetonka two to one to go to state.
0: <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. It's a crazy method. It's a crazy method. So, well, it's fun to watch you guys kind of build it. Uh, I knew once you guys did well that year in, in Bandoms, I'm like, well, this team has marked these guys down for three years from now. And, and now we're here. Uh, do, do you feel like you guys have kind of hit all those thresholds and you guys are ready to go to make a run to state this year?
5: Yeah, I think we've we've done a lot over our three years in high school, and we're finally starting to put the pieces together. And I feel by the end of the season, we'll be kicking and we'll be knocking on the door ready to go.
2: I have a question, uh, Chase. So two years ago now, we had a section realignment. You guys were playing in 8AA, and now you're in 5AA. Was that a big deal for you to move? Did you guys notice mm-hmm. that when it happened?
5: Yeah, it was – because we, we always grew up and the program was it's you get to sections you you knock on the first game and then regardless you got rose over moorhead and usually you're <laughs> taking that trip all the way up there
1: yeah. so
5: you can definitely feel you should definitely feel a shift and once we switch that sections i feel like that's when the tides start turning and everything's closer to home and you're ready to go
2: what made chase come back this year to play for his
5: senior year community for sure the program the you want to play for the guys that came in before you but especially the guys now and the kids following you up you want to you want to show them that it's possible and anything can happen if you just stay the course and work your butt off so go back to
0: kind of related to the norseman but also just something that happened to you this year kind of caught everybody by guard off guard. And apparently you too, uh, you got to wear the USA sweater playing for the developmental program. What was it like to show up and play with these superstars from all over the country and wear that sweater?
5: Putting on that sweater was something I won't forget. It's anytime you put on your nation's country, it's something super special. And I mean, those guys, they wear the colors, right. They do everything right. They do it the right way. And they slow the game down for you. They're unbelievable hockey players. That's cool. That's cool.
2: So Chase, your uh, University of St. Thomas commit, it's a relatively new D1 program in the state. Talk about what kind of was your thought process of looking at St. Thomas. I have a lot of classmates that went to St. Thomas, but different, you know, when, you know, hockey, as opposed to, you know, college there.
5: Yeah. I mean, they talk about faith and brother. And I mean, our motto here at Rogers is Royal family. So that kind of hit really close to home and you want to be a part of something special. You want to be a part and build something up from the ground up. I mean, it's a clean slate and you got to be a part of something that potentially is going to be greater than you or something you ever, ever do build a program from the beginning.
0: Kind of like you're doing at Rogers.
5: Yeah. Learning every day.
0: So here you're going to probably end up playing a year or two of juniors before you go. Is that, is that to be a safe assumption? Because the rink, they haven't uh, put a shovel in the ground. Are you kind (laughs) of waiting maybe that more juniors is better than less juniors? Greater chance you play more years
5: there in in the new building? Uh, I'm not too concerned about it. I know when they do build it and when they get it done, it's going to be something special and something you're going to want to be a part of. Yeah, that's true.
2: It's going to be a cool rink regardless because all the buildings on UST's campus are really pretty. And so you know that this rank's gonna be done right.
0: Oh yeah, and it's gonna mm-hmm. be on campus too, so that's makes it even cooler. Yeah, it, it, true. Carl, you got yeah. anything from Duluth for for Chase to chew on?
3: Yeah, I'll just ask him a little bit about his team this year, you know. For these high school hockey snobs out here who only go to Minnetonka or Edina or even Prairie, you know, what does what does Rogers have to offer and who should we be looking for when you see this this team that's now a top five team?
5: Um you should be looking at our speed. We got a lot of guys up front that can move their feet, move the puck. And I mean, obviously you should be on everyone's radar. He's my pick to a Mr. Hockey for sure. Sam Bernalo. um, bread and butter. He can play everywhere. Carson Melquist, longtime linemate. He's sneaky good, uh, Payton's true, big and fast. And Matt Lohman can move his boots too. a lot of speed up front. And when we play with speed, we're, we're playing our great hockey.
3: Yeah. And you talked a little bit about that, that community that's really building at Rogers talk a little bit about your fan support this year too.
5: Oh, our fans are the greatest. I mean, all my buddies at high school, all our buddies, they, they love the hockey team. They love coming to the rack, packing the stands and getting loud, banging on the glass. And I mean, I, I'm sure you guys have seen it this year. They, they traveled pretty well so far. So hopefully keep coming to games if we keep showing out and keep playing well.
0: Well, I think it's time to do some pickems uh, on the show. Do you want to stick around and do something with us? All right. I, I think you actually helped us pre-show pick some of these games. So yeah, a lot it's... of pressure on you, Chase, to do well because you, you kind of picked a couple of them for us. Hey,
3: I, he's, he's not like some guests who don't even know who their team's playing this week. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We should just keep ripping on Shagabay. Shagabay literally, Chase, had no idea who they were playing that week.
5: He goes, hey, oh, sometimes, that's a, sometimes that's a good thing.
2: I mean, I think he, he for went him it's in, working out. So. Yeah, just yeah. ready to play. Didn't matter who. One,
3: <laughs> one shift at a time, right? <laughs> one shift at a uh, time.
0: Before we get to the picks, uh, Chase Danny's going to read some from other games that didn't make the pick'em list.
2: Okay, granted that these don't get canceled. Uh, Maple right. Grove, Centennial, Matamidi, Stillwater. Benilde, Blake, all on Tuesday. Wednesday, Eden Prairie and Wyzetta kick off a Lake conference, actually second late conference game um, for EP. Um, Tonka and Chan. Thursday's kind of the rivalry day. Tonka Chan again? Tonka Chaska. Oh, I was like, wow. Thursday's the rivalry day is what I have dubbed this as. Um, Delano Holy Family is a slight rivalry game. Yeah. Shakopee Lakeville South. If we learned anything from yeah, last year, yeah, that's a year. rivalry game <laughs> um, between
0: the coaches. That's yes, for sure. at least.
2: Um, Hermantown Orno might not be a rivalry game, but we have got some other ones coming up in Pickums.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, here we go. We we go uh, snake draft kind of Pickums here, Chase. So the old guy goes first. You're the youngest, so you'll go last. But then progressively, it'll become your first pick. So I'll go first. <laughs> On the first game, Carl will first in the second game. Danny will go first in the third game. You'll go first in the fourth game. And then we'll come back to your game against Buffalo. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, so first game, Hill Murray, Benilde St. Margaret's. Ooh, this is a team of like I think I'm gonna take this rock steady on this one and right. I'm gonna go Hill Murray. They've been very steady this year. Steady Eddie. Uh Benilde has been like Totally up and down, skyscraper. Yeah, <laughs> up or down. I can't remember, so I'm gonna stick with the steady here. I'm gonna go Hill murray Carl, what do you think? Oh, you yeah, hate Hill murray the... You better take Benilde uh, here. You've been hating on Hill Marie all year.
3: Hate Hill. That's the first time I've ever been accused of hating Hill. <laughs>
0: oh, no, it's this week maybe.
3: <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'll say. Tr- all right. I'll fine. I'll take Benilde. I'll take Benilde for you, Tony.
0: I like it. I like it. I like when I goad people into picks.
2: Yeah, you do a good job at that. I do. Um. This game is played at St. Louis Park. Um traditionally, this is a pretty close game. I'm gonna go Benilde in this one. All right. I think Benilde's gonna score in, in this game and get on Erickson. That's my rationale behind it, but it's it's a horse apiece. All
0: right. Chase, who are you siding with here? I got
5: Benilde going here. God, I love you guys.
2: You guys are the best. This Why do you got sending me money? Why do you got baniled, Chase?
5: I mean, I played with Drew Stewart, and he he shows up for the big games. He shows up for the big games.
2: There's no lie in that. I I
0: think that uh, Chase might be making a return visit to the show. (laughs) He's pretty good. (laughs) He's dropping names. He's got teams. He's He's got got input. He's got insight. He's so far so good. Well, you got to win Pickums though to come back though. You you can't you can't come second. Okay? Fair enough. fair. Enough. All right, here we go. Uh, next game, Carl goes first. Saint Thomas Academy at the Chuck yeah. CDH. All sold, s- out, all, so, it's sold, sold out. Probably already sold out. Six hundred fans, which is a, a more than a hundred more than usual. So. You're parking down at TIFFs. Oh my gosh, you're parking on Montreal. <laughs> All right, Uh Carl, who do you got in this one? Nine straight, nine straight fours. STA. Is it 10? Is it 10? I,
3: I, I, I think it ends this week. I think we're going to see a shakeup. I feel like Creighton has some momentum, and it's St. Thomas in December. I remember what I said about St. Thomas in December a while back. What did you say? It's uh, about a Mike Randolph push team oh, yeah, in December. Yeah, but that's like, different. N- yeah. Nothing matters. Nothing matters.
2: I, I would – Hope that a Cretan game matter. <laughs> yeah, but not
3: that way. But you, you can't conclude anything from is what I'm saying. Uh,
2: well, I, I'm just gonna say as a grad, this is an important game, and especially one that people are gonna come back and see because it's a holiday game. I'm gonna say St. Thomas. Keeps trend really? Here going. Really? Ten in a row. I'll go ten in a row here. This is going to be a fun one here. So, I, go ahead. So I, I, let's paint this for Chase a little bit. This game is getting played at Charles Schultz Arena. Charles Schultz is a Ramsey County ring. It's about this big. It, it's as big I as mean, your phone. It's okay? about that big. It, and so, like, the crowd's going to be packed, okay? It, it is going to be very loud, very Cretan heavy.
0: And St. Thomas... Has won nine in a row.
2: Last time they lost was at this rink.
5: Cool. Yes. All right. I think, I don't think I can go against CDH here with JMO and Attila. Yeah. At <laughs> Call coming up, I don't think I can pick against them. Yeah, that's I'm fun. I'm going to CDH. Okay.
0: Yeah? You've, you've watched this show before. Don't don't tell me before you I've never maybe seen it before. Maybe. You got this maybe. thing down. You got this thing dialed in right now. I love it. All right, now I get to pick and I talked to Coach Randolph this last week. I'm proud of you. And I asked him about this. I said, "Hey, are you guys going to go undefeated?" He almost spit out his water. He's like, "What? No. We're not going undefeated. I want to lose. I want to lose." That's what he said mm-hmm. to me. And I said, "Well, don't lose against don't lose against Crete. And he goes, oh, we won't. We won't. So I'm going to go with STA on this one as well. So uh, they're jacked up for this game. Yeah. They it, really are. It's a big And game. it's a cool. I mean, if you think the Bloomington environment was cool, I think this is almost cooler because it's even smaller of a joint.
2: We've been at a game, this game. A couple the, of them, yeah. At the Chuck, and it is really, it's very intimate. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is pretty is cool. nowhere to stand. no, That's None. for sure.
0: All right. Uh, next game, uh, third game on the list is Northfield. Is it at New Prague?
2: Don't ask me.
4: Okay.
0: We'll just go Northfield at New Prague. Yeah. Uh, and you get to go first, Daniel Son.
2: I saw um, Northfield this week. I I really like Camden Kaiser. Um, Munson uh, played very well too, though they didn't show up mainly until the third period. They lost
0: three two to a good Orno team.
2: Yeah, they showed up in the third period and right. proved. Uh, I like them a lot, and I think that they revenge that section final semifinal loss that they had Was last the semis? year. Semis semifinal loss <sighs> that they had last year to New Prague, and I think they win this game.
0: All right, so you go Northfield Northfield, uh, Chase. You know anything about teams from Northfield or New Prague? This it's, is like the total opposite ah,
5: of
2: Rogers. It's at New Prague, okay. so looked up for you.
5: I'm gonna go with North Northfield simply because I think we played them my freshman year in an STP tournament. They were pretty heavy. Let's go up Northfield.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's a good answer. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good answer. Is anyone gonna go New Prague? Carl or Tony? I mean, I'm next, but.
2: I... I, I, they fooled, I'm going to go, they fooled Northfield once. Do you really want to get points that bad? Do you want to lose Pickle? He's desperate. I'm not, he no, no, I'm, desperate.
0: No, I'm going to go Northfield. I'm gonna all Northfield. right. Make Come it on. a clean sweep. All yeah. right, we're all going Northfield. Yeah. But I'm glad we have it on here because it is an important game from that section seating. I hope they
2: look at this actually in section seating this time because this was number one versus number four. And it should
0: have been one versus two. two. Yeah, I agree. Th- that's that's totally all I agree. All right. I'm this is the game that uh, Chase helped us pick. He, yep. like, piped in and said, yeah, do that game. That's a good game. Yeah. And had several reasons why. So, uh, and you get to go first. We have Champlin Park hosts no. Centennial, is at Centennial. At Centennial. All right. Uh, why did you like this game so much, Chase? This one I mean, really jumped out at you.
5: Northwest Suburban Conference teams section matchup. At Centennial, I mean, it's just—it's going to be a great game to watch.
0: Uh, before you get your answer, who you pick, you threw it out there with a little bit of pride. Is the Northwest Suburban Conference the best hockey conference? Is it better state?
2: than the
5: Lake? I think it's getting there. I think it. I think it truly is.
0: I want you to say it is the best conference. Yes, <laughs> it is. It I agree is. with you. There we go. I, I will. I support you on that one. If you if you look at it, top to bottom. This is and, and we're gonna have a Northwest Suburban late conference game here on our next pick. And I think we're all gonna pick your the, the Northwest Suburban team to win that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um so this game, and I think one of the reasons you liked it is because Champlain has an Olympic sheet. Talk a little bit about that and why Champlain's such a hard team to play each year at over at the what is it? The Ice, Ice Forum. Ice Forum, Forum. Ice Palace. Yeah. yeah. That is literally one of the rinks in the state I've never been to. I have.
5: I've never been there. Okay. They, they got a big sheet over there, so they catch a lot of teams off guard because they've been playing on it for so long, and they can use that big sheet pretty well.
2: Well, and look, at they played Andover this week, brought them to overtime. Was it at the ice forum? You know, if my internet was quicker than my voice, then I would be able to tell you. But okay. Um, I am going to look that up right now. Will you guys, All right. um, so why don't you go it ahead It was at and, the ice forum?
0: It was at the ice <laughs> forum. Thank you. So who do you got in this one?
5: Um, I'm going with Centennial. I like, I like that. Are Peyton Blair and Searle's playing together? I think Man, so. They yeah, can click, they have been, yep. You can click when they're gone and it's going to be a packed house. So I, I'm going, I'm going Centennial.
0: Yeah. Seriously, this is like Matt Gleason too, right here. <laughs> this kid is just killing it. I love it. Um, I was leaning that way too. But it's is it where's this game? Is it at Centennial? It's at Centennial. I'm gonna go Centennial. See if anybody will bite. Will anybody bite Carl? Will you bite on Champlain Park?
3: I'll bite. I, I wrote nice things about Champlain in the rankings this week. I think that they've got they've been sneaky good this year so far. And this will be a little bit of a the coronation for them.
2: Sneaky not good enough. I'm going centennial here. I agree with Peyton Blair and um, Hunter Searles. Harper? Harper. Harper. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, all right. Last game. I get to go first. This is the Rogers-Buffalo game. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with Chase that uh, Northwest Suburban is the best conference. And it's really not even close if you think about it. No. It's not close. Although you guys did lose to a late conference opponent in the last seven days handily, uh,
3: we have managed to avoid mentioning that game so far. <laughs> um,
5: smooth sailing for a while. Now, Tony. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 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 we're we're fine. Um, so this is the game. I'm gonna because I've been given amnesty on this pick. Yeah. I'm going to go with Buffalo. I mean, late conference, I'm just going to flip-flop here. It's superior <laughs> conference to the Northwest Suburban.
2: Beep, 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 yeah. rewind.
0: rewind. I'm just kidding. I'm going to go with Buffalo.
2: No rationale.
0: No rationale. Other no. than I like the color of their uniforms, maybe. Purple. Oh, Oh, well, I'll, 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 I, have an apology. I have an apology oh, to Buffalo okay. anyway, in, <laughs> back in the sh- previous part of this show. So I'm to make up for my hatred for Buffalo, I'm going to pick Buffalo today. How's that? That, that sounds great, Tony. All right, Carl, go ahead. I mean, that,
3: that, that purple Buffalo is a pretty great mascot.
2: The what? The purple buffalo. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a great good. Layout, Are you going with that one, too? You really researched <laughs> <Yeah>. your apology. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Danny? Uh, yeah, I want to ride a water <laughs> buffalo or whatever that song. Yeah. It's called a Zamboni. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to
0: ride a buffalo, too? Yeah. All right. Everybody's picking buffalo. You want to jump on that bandwagon, Chase? I mean... After nope. all, all the cool kids are all, all the cool kids are. And you could be the first ever guest on our show. We've had lots and lots of guests yeah. who just picks against your team and just see what happens. See if your team, what we're going to do is
2: going to test this out. See if they actually listened.
5: I can't do it. Challenge. Do it. Them. Uh,
2: you know, you could have made some bulletin board material there. Within the locker room. Yeah, within
5: your own (laughs)
0: locker room. See if you could take on 19 guys. That'd be great. (laughs) That'd be fantastic. Well, it was a fantastic show. Uh, Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Kayla. And especially, Chase, thanks for joining us today. And thanks to our coach guest as well, Sean Bloomfield, for joining us from Chanhassen. It was a fantastic show. Uh, Happy holidays to everybody and Merry Christmas.
2: Love is a burning thing
1: and it makes.